Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching! <laughs> You can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI... Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. (laughs) And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Jess Perkins and as always, I'm joined by Matt Stewart. Oh, Jess, what a pleasure it is to be here. (laughs) That seemed so genuine. It it really is. uh, Very genuine. Um, I'm worried that uh, Dave is missing, but, you know. Missing, assumed alive. Yeah, I always like to assume alive. I've I've got... um, Optimism bias and, I, yeah, I, yeah. I choose to believe he's alive. I think he's just dropped his phone somewhere and that's why he's not replying to us. But don't worry. If, if he was here, I'd ask him the question, how good is it to be alive? And yeah. he'd say, yeah, great, great, because I am. Yes, exactly. I definitely am. That's right. <laughs> I'm definitely alive. Don't look into it, he'd don't say. Don't look into it, yeah. But um, it's Matt not- and Jess are fine and, yeah, do not look into it. Don't look into it. Uh, don't look they're into me. They're not suspicious. They're not, they've done nothing wrong. They've done nothing wrong. And you How can't prove you it. How dare you accuse oh, them? Oh, yeah, where's your proof, he'd say. Where's yeah, your proof? that's what he'd say. Prove it. <laughs> you can't because I'm alive. And lots of people are already concerned that it's just going to be the two of us, which always <laughs> descends into chaos, but they don't need to be worried because we are joined by an investigative journalist and podcaster, Joey Watson. Joey, welcome. Ah, oh, hey, Jess. Hey, Matt. Hey, Thanks Joey. Thanks so much. Allowing me to play the role of Dave. It's you an important are, role, yeah. We're, yeah, 
I've searched high and low for someone who is worthy to fit in his tiny shorts. And uh, <laughs> I reckon you're that man. Uh, now, Jess, she probably undersold you a little bit there, said you're an investigative journalist, sure. But forgot to mention you're an award-winning investigative mm. journalist. Thanks for bringing a bit of class to do go on because we haven't won any awards. Oh, oh get out of here. I, I, I did a... Uh, I, I did once uh, get a trophy uh, for mum, so that was nice. That's nice. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 mu- it's um it's harder to win prizes as an adult. Yes. Did you, <laughs> what what did we you do? That? Well, what you should do is is what we do, and every year we have the Dugo Honors. It's an awards show. Um, entirely based around this podcast, where we then um just give ourselves a bunch of awards. So that's nice. You should try that. Ah. Uh- yeah. Okay. That's really, really good. Yeah. Well, I, we've got a team of of three here as well. Um, my executive producer Ellen and and Jake, who's uh, hovering around outside somewhere. So, um, yeah, maybe we could do something similar. Yeah. You don't need to, Joey. Spy, you won a Walkley Awards. Mm. A Walkley Awards like a proper. That's the top journalism award in Australia. That's a good one. Isn't it? It's also one of those awards that was named after a bad person so that he could sort of whitewash his, his legacy or something. Is that right? Yes, yes. I do believe Mr. Walkley, he was involved in the oil business, maybe. Oh, you know. Okay. I mean, ever. Well, like, yeah. I didn't. That's not that bad. Oil business. I put uh, essential oils on uh, every other day. Is, do that, you? is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's why your skin is burning off. Oh, that's right. Pure essential oil. Yeah, I put yeah, that, yeah crude oil on my skin every other day. <laughs> I find that to be a, that's one of my essential oils, crude. <laughs> um, but Joey, you have a brand new podcast. Before we get stuck into today's episode, you've got a brand new podcast. Uh, by the time this comes out, it launched last week. Um, so congratulations! Do you want to tell us a little bit about the podcast? Ah, uh, yeah, I'd love to, Jess. Thanks so much. Um, so. For as long as I've been a journalist, uh, indeed, for as long as I've, I've been a human life form, I've been obsessed with uh, spy stories. Of course. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, growing up, it started with James Bond and the like. But you are Dave. I- <laughs> You're the perfect <laughs> yeah. Dave filling. Oh sh- shit. <laughs> um, and that, you know, look, and then when I became a journalist, I wanted to start kind of taking on espionage related stories and intelligence agencies as, as as my kind of line of inquiry but partly because you know these are very powerful institutions um, they hold a lot of power in our democracy and they are worthy of of scrutiny and uh, and and public inquiry but also because uh, these are really cool stories like they're full of um, mystery and uh, intrigue and strangers everything you'd see in a spy movie but in in real life it's it's even more uh batshit in some ways as i've as i've kind of found so um over the last few years i have endeavored to tell a bunch of australian spy stories through radio features and the like some good some bad but as i did so um i started to notice a pattern and that was that a lot of australian spy operations particularly during the cold war which is the period mainly in which this podcast is set ended in failure. Um, There was a pattern of failure. And as I started to probe around for a theory as to why that might have been, I was presented with one. That was that during the Cold War, uh, Australia's main spy agency, ASIO, had been penetrated 
uh, by a Russian mole. One of their own spies had turned to work for the enemy, sabotaging the agency from the inside. I also learned that they had never been identified. They'd never been found. The truth might have been buried. And so about three years ago- That's what moles do best. Bury. They bury. They They love to bury. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I set out to find this little this little critter, and uh, and when I started, people said it's a terrible idea. It will um, send you round the bend, and I'm fine. I'm completely <laughs> fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. That's great news. Yeah, everything's so good. You, isn't yeah. that like a sign that you're on the right path when people start warning you off? Don't look into this. Hmm. Actually, unless yeah. unless it's Jess and I saying don't look into Dave, then yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, that's true. That's don't look true. into it because he's fine. He's just dropped his phone in a puddle. He's okay. Yeah. In other circumstances, <laughs> though, it's normally like, oh, what what are we onto here? Yeah. People are telling me not to look into it. It makes me want to look into it. I imagine as an investigative investigative journalist, <laughs> that'd be just get you all barred up when someone tells you to <laughs> avoid looking into something. Yeah. I like uh, I like I like that idea. There, there, there was, as the investigation goes on, and particularly in the later episodes, people do start to get a little bit upset, and they start doing some um, funny things um, that maybe we can talk about uh, when they they do to kind of shut the story down. And uh, and and because they were getting upset, I I also got a little bit upset and people were saying to me, no, no, Joey, you're doing a great job. Um, if you're upsetting people, that means you're doing the right thing. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I wonder how far that like, you can take that logic. <laughs> I wonder how many jobs that <laughs> applies to. I don't think there's many <laughs> other than journalists. I think is. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if people are really, really upset, you're doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah, imagine the... Uh, no, I just, yeah, no, but I, I just feel like if I carried that to its full extent, it could take me to some terrible places like i didn't just defame the whole country and um step on everyone and yeah. uh get every single fact wrong but i'll <laughs> say to myself oh i've upset you but that's because i'm doing a great job i'm doing it because that's what i was job. told oh i've really yeah. upset this judge yeah <laughs> he's sending him away, me away for life i must be on the right I'm path i'm doing <laughs> the right thing that's yeah good good on me yeah no but that so so you get the yeah you get the idea but um but anyway we 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 i i think on on balanced perspective upset maybe the right people okay yeah at the right time yeah and so putin Putin, we've upset putin (laughs) oh he's he's so shit he saw because you know he saw the release yeah oh god he's just no (laughs) this is it (laughs) <laughs> oh, could my day of- get any worse, he said. <laughs> First I spilled coffee on my jeans. <laughs> now jeans. He's wearing jeans, obviously. Yeah, yeah. No shirt, yeah. though. No. Yeah, I'm, He's I'm on worse. horseback. <laughs> Sipping on his coffee. The horse Spill. is yeah. gone. The horse is bucked a little bit. <sighs> oh, God. What a yeah. day. And wait till he hears I've been on Do Go On. Yeah. That'll really, oh, that'll really do it for him. He'll be really yeah, upset. He's having a bad time. Um, yeah. All right. Well, this sounds really intriguing and exciting. The podcast is called Secrets We Keep, if people want to go check it out. I, yeah. Secrets We Keep, Nest of Traitors. Love yep. that. Nest of Traitors. Because this is season two. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Season one was a different presenter, Amelia Oberhart. It was about forced adoptions. It's- Excellent. It's really, really good. And uh, this is a different 
Well, um, if it was so good, would they have gotten the ass for season two? <laughs> <laughs> Matt really understands <laughs> how things work. Um, you know, That's so right. or yeah. is it was it a mm. budget? It was a, like um, Brendan Fraser on on uh, George of the Jungle too. They just couldn't afford them for the second yeah, season. Yeah, Matt only knows podcasts that run for four hundred plus episodes and and never end. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't quite understand that some stories can be contained to, you know, only a number of episodes. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, confused. Yeah, what are you two need- talking about? Is it about me? <laughs> yeah. Let's just hope for another mole, right, so that I can get commissioned again. Yeah. God. Like I found one. But here's another one. Fingers no, and toes an crossed for two, you that there's another mole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or another. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's get. Like, let's get stuck in. I'm excited by we, this. We normally start with a question. Okay. I, don't, yeah. I don't know if you have a question for us or if you just want to get just stuck right in. into the story. Yeah, we can get into it. Yeah, get um, stuck in. Yeah, because you you guys, uh, you, you, you know a bit about spy spy stuff because you've done uh, quite a few espionage-related mm. episodes. Mm-hmm. So, you, you've kind of set the scene and, and maybe your listeners too for the, the world that this exists in. Yeah, they love a spy um, story, our listeners. So, they're going to- they're going to gobble this up. They're going to love it. Yeah, especially war- most of them are wartime spies, which yeah. I guess that is most spies, aren't they? Yeah. They're probably out of work in peacetime. Yeah. They're just, oh, they just no, they become the gossips. War. Oh, yeah? The Cold War, Matt. Yeah, that. Oh, that. that you could, that you think of the Cold really War as being real. peacetime? <laughs> oh, sorry. It's in the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, it's. 1992, and uh, we're not starting in Australia. We're starting in the uh, fine city of Riga in Latvia. The Soviet Union has just collapsed. Europe is awash with uncertainty. New nations are forming uh, that were formerly in the uh, the Eastern Bloc. Um, Latvia is one of them. And this bloke, uh, older bloke, kind of uh, spotted beard, comes in uh, wearing an overcoat to the British embassy. He's carrying a bag of groceries, some salami. He asks for an audience with a diplomatic staffer, which he gets. And from below the groceries, he retrieves a sheaf of documents. Those uh, documents uh, were just one little taste of what was probably the biggest intelligence coup that the West got during the whole Cold War. Um, this this guy's name was Vasily Matrokin. He had been an archivist for the KGB, the KGB being the the, the feared spy agency of the Soviet Union. And uh, he'd become pretty disillusioned with the system that he was serving. And uh, over about 30 years, he had put documents, um, KGB uh, documents into his shoe and smuggled them out of the KGB archives and hid them under the floor of his suburban log cabin in the outer suburbs of Moscow. Is he wearing clown shoes then- to work? And nobody's <laughs> picking up shoes. that this guy's sus? <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's some stinky documents. No, no. Um, <laughs> I do like that he's walked in with a bag yeah. of groceries. Yeah, I was thinking the document might have been his shopping list. Yeah, and he's like, oh, wrong one. Yeah. Hang on. Milk, eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Salami. Don't, don't tell <laughs> yeah, anyone. Yeah, yeah. This is what yeah. the Russians are after. <laughs> Wow. Uh, even KGB spies have got to do their groceries. Yeah, they got to eat, you know. They're it's still a, people, aren't um, they? It's a great cover, though. No. No one suspects a shopper. No, they don't. 
<laughs> um, no, but th- these documents they were real. They, they were they were um, good. There was good stuff in there. Um, like for example, it gave the clues to the locations of hidden caches. Caches. Ca- you know the you know this oh, word. I know they, the word. I've never known how to are, say it. Cache. I, I, I think, think both are accepted. <laughs> Cache. Yeah. Hidden stashes. You've got cache. <laughs> oh, uh, how continental. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, that were were like hidden throughout Europe, and uh, and uh, and and they went and they dug in these in the forests in Europe, like in Belgium and stuff, and they found them. Anyway, so so there was good material, but in, amongst the pages which were smuggled out of Latvia to the UK, eleven thousand documents or something like that. There was a section on Australia. And in that section on Australia. Oh man, what a thrill you know, that would have been. <laughs> what a thrill. <laughs> what a thrill. <gasps> They're talking about us. <laughs> we love it when they talk about us. Where in it? <laughs> really? This is a real world stage coup for the Aussies. Look at us go. They're talking about us up there. At the KGB, isn't that where the Ramones play? Um, yeah, that's the, the, the yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. Um, so a little section on Australia. Um, so yeah, the 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 good folks at at ASIO when they found out about this would have reacted exactly like that. <laughs> they would have been so yeah. stoked. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god! Yahoo. Honestly, they would have been freaked out. Yeah, they know about us. <laughs> I reckon the guy, yeah. like one of the three guys in there, Kevin would have pulled up his pants, I reckon. Pulled he, up his pants. He would have pulled up his pants. He was Where that were they? Well, around his ankles. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have Wait, a different the- kind of understanding of ASIO than you probably do, Joey. But, um- I just said that's how relaxed he was. He had the <laughs> pants down. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. I gotta get in no, again that, here. That is, uh, that's actually wildly accurate, almost <laughs> suspiciously accurate. Um, Kevin with the pants, uh, and uh, there's a good chance that if he was there during the Cold War, he probably um, would be pissed, right? As yes. well, uh, uh, which uh, come, which we talk about in the podcast. But we can get to that. Um, so Asia anyway, in this was a big, of Australia- big drinking culture during the Cold War, was mm. it? It did, and uh, and uh, so when we start to ask the questions of how could this have happened. One answer is is grog. They mm. were drunk at the wheel. Uh, yeah. were, you know who I were. would have been most suspicious of? The guy drinking the vodka. Everyone else has got Bundy and Coke. Yep. And all of a sudden one guy's- One drink- guy's got vodka. Yeah, he's drinking uh, lemon rushkies. <laughs> like, mate, <laughs> some a little sus going on here, mate. <laughs> right, let's have a v- vodka with the lads. Mm. <laughs> no. Yeah, so there's a document that mentions Australia, and in it, it says uh, that or provides pretty comprehensive evidence that uh, Australia, that ASIO, you know, Kev, with Kev and and the, the lads, mm-hmm. uh, had been penetrated by a uh, a Russian mole. That one, one of the the Kevs. Wow, um, no wonder his pants were pants on. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew. Uh, yeah, he'd been he'd been working for the other side. Um, and and potentially sabotaging Asia from from within. Wow! Right? Are they? Sorry, so, Joe. I'm just starting to worry that they're going to take your Walkley Award off you after this. <laughs> <laughs> Can they do that? <laughs> uh yeah. If if this is the thing that do, that that does it, I would be uh, I would be more than happy. <laughs> and, uh, I, I think. Um, yeah, the, as far as my friends are concerned, this is the most prestigious thing I've done. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Correct. The Walkley's for mum. This is for you, for the mates. 
And wait, and when you brought that up, is it because of the Kev with his pants down? Is that the one? Uh, is that what the they put ge- in the I think it's just sort of the general, <laughs> I think, you know, the general vibe so far. Been. And who's who's <laughs> mostly been contributing to that? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to point fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm going to say it's, I, it's neither of the J's. I will not name names. <laughs> I think Joey and I have been uh, very professional so far. Well, you are you are the two journalists in the room, That's right. so <laughs> that makes you. sense. <laughs> Do you know that Joey? So Jess this- is a, a qualified journalist. Mm-hmm. Mm. What's the qualification? A degree. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, maybe not qualified from like but a- 10 plus years ago. Never actually did anything in journalism, but do have the piece of paper. So, if you have any questions, mate, <laughs> you just come straight to me, but don't you worry, I'll look after you. <laughs> How was it? What did they tell you? They said, um, uh, peas get degrees. That was the, the big one. If it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. Obviously, you'd know that. You probably have that tattooed somewhere on you. Um, Who, what, where, when, when? <laughs> Who, what, when, where, when? Two whens. <laughs> Two whens. It's important to reiterate, <laughs> important to reiterate when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And don't defame anyone. That's sort of the main right. the main things I took away from the degree. All right, let's hold them closely yeah. as we go forth. Um, they'll so that I don't have to relinquish said Walkley exactly. Um, but there's a mole. What was the one about bleeding? If bleeding, it bleeds, if it, it leads, leads. If it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. Okay. If it leads, it bleeds um, is very different. That's all of a sudden anyone who's on the front page of the paper is dead. meeting an accident. Yeah. Very different. <laughs> so what they do right is um, it, it's figured after this re- realization from Matrokin who had the the documents in his shoe, that ASIO couldn't be in a position to be accused of uh, investigating itself. So the AFP are brought in to conduct an investigation. The Australian Federal Police are brought in some 200 officers, one of the best resource investigations in AFP history, um, comes in and they call it Operation Liver. Um, Liver (laughs) being the, the organ that cleanses the blood supply. Um, of of the body. Someone spent a lot of time coming up with that one. Or it was a completely accidental, perfect title for the operation and the first episode of the podcast that I'm sure they anticipated being made out, <laughs> ma- made about it by a boy journalist some decades into the future. <laughs> they said, one day a boy journalist will talk about us. Yeah. Um, so they need to, to give it a really good name. So it's a good title, right? And... Um, uh, oh, and yes, and so the AFP um, came in. They set up in ASIO's headquarters. This is like cops investigating spies. Um, I'm told that they drunk uh, the ASIO office bar dry on the first day that they came in. Um, they they led to lots of funny encounters. Um, uh, I got told by one AFP cop that he kept a, a, a like a, a joke book, you know, like of just writing down funny things. <laughs> Um, and I, 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 I don't know. Like that guy's I feel name like it was, was maybe Koshy. Co- <laughs> 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 um, but I feel, I feel like, it, yeah, I don't know if it was cop humor, but he, um, uh, he, like, I got asked him to tell me one, and one of them was like, oh well, there was one ASIO spy that that uh, came over to the desk and introduced himself, and we said, oh, good day, mate. What's your, what's your job here? And he said, oh, my, um. My my job is to keep Russian spies out of ASIO. And then they said, oh, well, you're fucked then. <laughs> and, and, and he told me this joke like like it was the funniest thing like he'd ever heard. And we, 
I was just like sort of looking at him. Um, anyway. <laughs> that's yeah. a good joke and that's I, worth I, writing down. I but like Jess, it. That's exactly, that's, that, what you just did is exactly what I did. Like I, I like, looked at him in silence and then when I realized that that was a, the joke, I sort of started with the... <laughs> <laughs> like one of those ones. Yeah. That's that. Um, oh, yeah. No, that's a thinker, that one. Yeah. Took me a sec yeah. to get it. That's good stuff. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> anyway... Uh, I didn't. That didn't end up getting in the podcast, so I'm glad I got to tell it to someone. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. So they they come in and um, they create a profile from for the mole around around two clues. One is that the mole had a uh, five letter surname. This is based on on other information that they had coming out of Russia in the years previous that I kind of go into a bit later in the podcast. But um, uh, the mole had a five letter surname and they and had a wife who worked in ASIO. Uh, So, they whittle down a list and they start to focus on one guy and his name was George Sadil, S-A-D-I-L. Yeah, we're both both counting. Okay, I was going to say George is at six. (laughs) Surname, (laughs) surname. This is why you'll never be a spy. You don't, you've got no attention to detail. Well, this is, <laughs> this was the cops, though, right? The spies are ones getting done. I hope the cops had uh, set up a, a a custom guess who board for this. Uh, yeah. Got a wife in the thing. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because you actually know. you actually studied criminology. <laughs> That's right. So yeah. I assume this. Is, which God, we, we're a good pair for this episode. We used um really guess, guess who Dave, was a big part. Dave studied drama. He would have been useless <laughs> here right now. But you got a journalist. A ba- well, we've got we a got proper journalist, A backup journalist, <laughs> if you need, and um and we've got a, a criminologist. And if you think your degree's stale, Bob, <laughs> <laughs> you're a hundred years old. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm hoping because when you go five letter surname, sure, ASIO's got a lot of people in it. That's probably a lot of people. I'm seven letters. I'm. I'm out. I'm safe. W A T S O N. Oh, Watson. Hello. W A T S. That's six. That's six. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Never mind. Ah, he's good. He is very good. Never mind. You set him up in a beautiful trap there. I've had to. I've deflected that one before. Yeah. No. Um, God, that would be a great episode seven reveal yeah. if I was the mole. <laughs> You've done a whole that podcast on yourself. So, um, be, yeah. And then I realised it was me. <laughs> no. But five letter um, surname would be a lot of people, I would imagine, but I don't think there'd be that many couples. So surely that yes. narrows the list down a fair bit. George um, was not a spy but a translator. He'd been recruited to ASIO in the late 60s. He, um, so at the time, um, uh, ASIO phone did, did phone taps and buggings on KGB spies or suspected KGB spies that were scattered around Australia, usually in the diplomatic staff, like ambassador, like, you know, under the ambassador level of, of so Soviet people in Australia. And, uh, and they needed someone to, to translate the doc, like all of these phone conversations because it was a very white Australian, um organization at the time much like australia itself at the time and so george was what they called a white russian he wasn't so like an anti-communist russian his dad had fought the book the his dad had fought in world war one his uncle had died trying to 
fight against the Bolshevik, Bolshevik revolution back in 1917. It ended up in Sydney via Shanghai. And anyway, like I've kind of a, a fierce anti-communist his whole life and had worked for ASIO for 30 years and d- didn't really care that much about spy stuff, but was a sort of like, you know, it was an honest job. He'd been a cop when he got recruited um, in the 60s. Um, anyway, so um, George is also, I will um, say now, uh, a, a, a sort of friend of mine. Um, I originally, I, I found him in a, at a Russian Orthodox nursing home and I originally, um, contacted the receptionist who said that they wouldn't get me in touch because it would upset him. But then I wrote him a letter. Um, I got a nice stamp and I put it on there and shipped it off. And, um, he, uh, we, we met for Parashki uh, and coffee and we've done so many times over the last year. Wow. He's a very sweet older man so you're friends and... with the spy you're in bed with a <laughs> russian spy okay well um this has all been a sting operation mate and uh you're on tape how old is george you, now you won't believe this but i am wearing a wire <laughs> <laughs> um he's in his late 80s yeah wow cool so, so what happened to george was um they started to surveil him. They uh, focused. They, they uh, the AFB moved into a house across the road from where he lived in suburban Canberra. Um, they cleared the bushes so that they could install cameras in their front um, window and film him in his living room. They um, started tailing him. They put another camera in an air conditioning event above his desk at ASIO headquarters. And what they found was that what they found was something that was that was quite strange. So for a long time, George had been listening in to the conversations of a particular Soviet diplomat. His name was Vyacheslav Tataranov, and he had been a trade official. And he'd done two postings in us to Australia in the 80s, and George had spent those postings listening into his conversations. But in the early 90s, when the Soviet Union fell and communism, the Russian Federation was formed, religion was no longer banned, this dude, Tataranov, started coming to George's church and attending church services, and him and George became really, really good friends. Like, you know, Sunday lunches... Um, despite the fact that George had been listening into his personal conversations for the last 10 years, yes, George says he never told Tataranov that. Um, but yeah, but they became really good mates. What a George great advantage, became- <laughs> right? In terms of starting up a friendship, you know, his likes, right. you know, his wants. I know, but what if you accidentally let that slip? Ooh, what if you want to go, like, oh, what, um, were you telling me you're allergic to that? And he's like, I've never, I've never told you that before, I've never told anyone that. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's a it ta- slippery slope. It's dangerous. Oh, uh, it takes the Instagram stalk to the next level, right? Mm. <laughs> it's a whole other thing. Yes. Um, yeah, but um, but yeah, they became mates, and he, he even became godfather to Taranov's uh, son wow. when he wanted to be baptized into the church. So it was very uh, you're, um, yeah. You're right, Bob. It's so stressful. I, I yeah. think about like any of those, you know, like Donnie Brasco or any of those movies where someone's undercover. Yeah. In the mafia or or anywhere, I'm like just 
on edge and they, they make you think all these moments are about to be uncovered. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. That's his life. Jeez. But, yeah. But he he's he thought of himself as a genuine friend as well. Mm. Genuine friend, yeah, yeah. And I, so I asked George, you, so you, you, you got like your new best mate and you're friends with the family and everything and you never mentioned to him that you'd been listening into his conversations for the last 10 years? And George said, no, it didn't, doesn't come up. So wow. he didn't okay. ask me specific. He didn't ask me directly. I never lied about it. Yeah, if he said, "Hey, have you been listening to my phone conversations?" I would have said yes, but he never asked. So I'm, why would I tell? I've never thought to ask that. Uh, just a couple of quick questions, Joey, Jess. Have you been listening to my conversations privately? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have tapped your phone. Okay. You are very dull. <laughs> It's just a lot of me not answering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's a lot of you not answering and a lot of just like logistics chats. You yeah. Know? Like, oh, oh he's under the bank again. Yeah. <laughs> Begging for more money. <laughs> Please. It's so sad. I'm good for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I can't keep listening to this. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's yeah. fascinating. So they became good mates. Yeah. Um, they became really good friends, right? And so that was was really, really sus for ASIO um, and for the AFP who were investigating George. And so after a period of, of close surveillance, they uh, came in for the arrest. Um, George was arrested in late 1992. And he, when the AFP got to his house, they found a whole bunch of classified ASIO documents laid out in his living room, um, which didn't look good for George. <laughs> no, I don't These think- These are things, it's not the kind of job you should be taking homework with you, is that yeah, right? Yeah, I think you're supposed to leave the files at home. I mean, at work. <laughs> oh, okay, that's oh, where you get mixed up. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look good for George because he didn't have a good work-life balance. Yeah, exactly. That's why it didn't look good for George. George, at five o'clock, mate, you got to just leave it behind. Go spend time with oh, yeah. the kids. <laughs> yeah, otherwise it was completely fine. <laughs> yeah. That's the end of the story. <laughs> and, <laughs> the moral uh, yeah. is... <laughs> yeah, have, yeah. A, have a bit of a balance. Mm. Switch off at the end of the day. Yeah. Go hang out with your Russian hobbies. friends some yeah. more. <laughs> Get some hobbies, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. All right, so this isn't looking good for George, if I can be honest. It's it's not looking good for George, right? So the the George is arrested and over the like, you know, a few months later, um the uh investigation sorry, the the, the committal trial, like well, the committal hearings get underway. Uh it goes to court. And what the AFP basically needed to prove was Firstly, so they found evidence that George had taken documents home that was illegal. But in order to um, uh, prove that George was a traitor, they firstly needed to prove that he'd been passing those documents to Tataranov, that Tataranov was a KGB spy, and that this KGB spy, Tataranov, because his cover was just being a trade official, and that that KGB spy, Tataranov, was therefore like taking the documents back to the Soviet Union and sabotaging the national security of Australia. Mm. To do this, they brought in what might be one of the strangest witnesses I've ever heard in um, the history of Australian courts, which I don't know that much about. I'm not really qualified to make that statement, but it's certainly (laughs) strange. 
It's a dog. They brought Please in tell a me guy. it's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I tried to get the court documents for this committal hearing. And uh, it was a bit of a hassle. We had we kind of had to go through Canberra um, Magistrates Court. You had to pay a researcher in within the court for their time. And, uh, you know, we wanted transcripts. We wanted stuff like that um, to be able to tell it properly. Um, I did it with my editor, Claire. And uh, when they came back, the file was empty. There was nothing there. There was no record in Canberra other than in, like, newspaper reporting from the time that this ever happened like that this wow. this you know, what I'm about to say ever happened. So I, I had to kind of reconstruct it by talking to the people that were involved or like the prosecution, the lawyers, all this sort of people. Again, this must feel uh, like you're getting you're you're onto something big when you're finding uh evidence deleted. <laughs> right? That that's right. Well, there's that old like um, you know, conspiracy or cock up. Um <laughs> But let's just say this isn't the only time that documents seem to have mysteriously disappeared over the course of this investigation. Mm. So there you go. Um, yeah. So basically what happened is they bring in this guy who they refer to only as Witness A. Um, Witness A is a ex-KGB spy Russian defector. I'm told that he had to wear a mask. George says that he had to have his nails painted and they built a kind of circus tent, what George described as a circus tent. I think it was just a screen in the court um, so that he couldn't be identified. So he was like a voice appearing from behind a screen in court. Um, and uh, which is, which is strange. It's just a, it's a strange thing to happen in an otherwise uh, like relatively open court setting that was really weird also a bit of a sad um, reflection on what george thinks of as a circus yeah just a just a, a screen shape, a, screen, a yeah. shape he goes to the doctor and there's like a privacy screen he's like uh, oh the body uh, circus uh, in oh, here here we go <laughs> uh, this is just from my childhood here we go fun and games here we go <laughs> yeah, but think about the joy that that would bring to everyday life. That's when true. Like, Actually, everything yeah. is possibly a circus. <laughs> Anytime you see a curtain. every wall, every screen, <laughs> whoa, you'll be taken back. <laughs> can Can I just go uh, back one minute there as well? Why did he have to paint his nails? Yeah, that's what I was interested in too. Maybe he had really identifiable nails. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't interrogate that one. Maybe that's for another podcast series. But that, look, that's just what George said. George said he had to play in his nails and wear a wig. But the reporting at the time definitely says that there was a screen. But I, I don't know. Anyway, there's some inconsistencies there around that particular detail. But like the the the, the takeaway is they they didn't want people to know who this guy was. Yeah, right? they really they really didn't want people to know that. Um. Anyway, so he he was the guy that could um because he was some. KGB apparatchik. He'd been at the KGB headquarters in um, the Lubyanka in Moscow, and uh, he he could say that Tataranov, George's mate, was a KGB spy. And so he came to the stand. It was a kind of a big deal, and they started inter- interrogating him. George's um, defense lawyers started interrogating him, cross-examining him, and he said, um, "Well." If you know um, Tataranov so well, <laughs> what what does he look like? 
And he's like, normal. <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> you know, he looks like a yeah, looks like no, guy. Normal guy. Normal guy. Yeah. <laughs> Average ish. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, then, and then the defense lawyers say, you know, can you say anything more? Does he have uh, glasses, a beard? What color is his um, nails? Yeah. <laughs> What, what color, color is, his, is nails? his nails? What color is his nails? <laughs> I stand by that question. <laughs> yeah, and um, and then he's like normal. He was yeah. normal looking, right? So you you kind of get where they're going here, right? Um, it, it 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 didn't really sound like he like he knew him. Yeah, at least in the eyes of 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 the court that day, and um, and so that that evidence, which was which was pretty crucial. Um, was was dismissed. So Tataranov, I mean, at least in the eyes of the court, was probably not a KGB spy. Although, um, in the following year, um, six diplomats, Russian diplomats, were very quietly expelled from Australia, and I'm told that Tataranov was one of them. Um, I'd heard theories. I tried to track Tataranov down so that I could kind of, you know, try and investigate this. A bit further, I had heard one story that he had been in LA after the Cold War and um, tried to make it big in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd been appro- approached by a studio. No, he'd been approached <laughs> by the Russian mob. Oh, wow. <laughs> he'd been approached by the mafia. And when he declined to work, they were, he was sort of knocked. Um, I couldn't prove it. I'd, I'd, I'd heard that theory from a few different sources, but I couldn't prove that to be true. I did find a number for his daughter and called her, but she didn't want to relive this episode. So, um, yeah, so we don't know whether he was a KGB spy or not, but the the that to use that to try and pin George for treason, uh, it didn't really cut it. Yeah, but, it okay, yeah. Uh, so... so- so that there was no, yeah, okay. There's nothing sort of tying. If that guy didn't know what this supposed spy looked like, he's probably maybe not a spy. Oh, it's very interesting. I but think- then, why did George have all the documents? Yeah, so he's still in trouble yes. for that, right? That's still illegal. Yeah, he did. He so he so he was convicted for that in the end. Wow. Um, but he was let off. Um, for being the the mole in Asia for being the traitor, it was ultimately decided that he didn't um, fit the profile. Yeah, because he didn't. Contends, he didn't meet one of the two things they needed him to yeah. meet. He didn't have a wife in there. Yeah, <laughs> like that was what they had two boxes two, to tick. Yeah, and they ticked half of them. <laughs> it's and I'm not, like I'm that. not yeah, convinced and- that it's surname being five letters anyway. I reckon Kevin's the guy. <laughs> K-E-V-I-N. Yeah. Kevin. Kevin's over there with his pants down. Why are we investigating Kevin? <laughs> yeah, I know. He's a Lucio. Yeah. I've just yeah. blown this thing wide I'm, open. I I'm, think I'm going to have to re- re-script some of the later episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, sh- shit. I, ke- I hope Kevin doesn't go to ground when he hears this <laughs> podcast and we've scooped ourselves. Um, George contends to this day over... Uh, and your uh, friend George, yes. by the way, my my friend George. So you're that, in this too deep, uh, to be honest. Is that? I mean, is that <laughs> ethical for you to become friends with a key with an old man player in this story? Uh, yeah, it's a kind of professional friendship. Mm. Um, he's very charming. How suspicious! <laughs> yeah. Um, 
he he seems to have a way of, of kind of yeah he sort of charms the Russian ladies at the Poroshki stand at his nursing home. Um, it's very warm. Anyway, um, yeah. So, but George sort of contends to this day that the documents on his living room floor were um, just documents he needed to try and plan his retirement, and that they weren't classified national security documents. Oh. I still haven't been able to confirm that. But ultimately, in the eyes of the court, he was not the mole. And in the eyes of me, he was certainly not the mole. Mm. And as I get towards the end of episode one, I start to think that maybe George Shadil was just a patsy, a cover-up for a much bigger story that then consumes the last few years of my life. And... That's that's sort of where that that that's what I came to think that 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 he was sort of hung out, and after that it was a very public embarrassment. It was very embarrassing for ASIO. It was sort of like quite a highly publicized trial. It got attention from overseas, and it, the trial itself was like kind of an advertisement. We have a mole, and then not being able to pin George Sedil was an advertisement for we haven't been able to find them. Mm. And so after that, ASIO took. The mole investigation to ground. They did everything that happened after that point. Don't take it was... to ground. Now you're playing on the mole's home. They've got the home yeah, advantage. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, you want to take no, no, the mole no. investigation to the skies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should. They went in the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Right ASIO, I reckon. Yeah. 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 ASIO started digging. Um, yeah, no. So that so that's what that's what happened after that, and that's sort of where I followed it from there on. You're not leaving us with a hangover, a hangover, a hangover, a cliffhanger, cliffhanger. Tell me, you're not leaving us with a cliffhanger. So George Sedil, he's not our guy. He's not. He's a good guy. He's your friend. I feel he's my friend. Mm, I'm still not <laughs> sold on him. <laughs> Matt takes longer to warm to people. <laughs> but where where do Azio go from here? What do they do now? Okay, so they've got a bit of a dilemma on their hands, right? They've had, they, they, it, there's sort of a lot of pressure from overseas. Um, part of the story here is that ASIO has access to all sorts of material from um, the CIA and MI6 because of our intelligence sharing networks called Five Eyes. And, um, uh, and so there's a lot of pressure on ASIO to kind of do something, right? Um, and, and it's really actually political pressure. So the prime minister at the time... Uh, is Paul Keating, and it falls to him um, to act. Paul Keating uh, appoints a guy named Michael Cook to conduct a top-secret investigation into ASIO's mole problem. Michael Cook had been Australia's ambassador to the USA. He'd also worked in intelligence briefly, so he kind of knew that well. He was extremely well-connected. His daughter had uh, dated Obama at one stage. Oh, okay. Barack. Yeah, Barack. That's so apparently the went, Obama. Went on, <laughs> yeah, it apparently went on to become quite successful. So I've heard. I've, it's definitely a name I know, mm. um, but I'm not super politically engaged. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I've heard the name. Heard the name. <laughs> yeah, he played. He played AFL in the 80s, I think. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Couldn't quite place him. That's right. Yes, 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 yes. It's like the demons or something. I think Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big O. It's set a half forward or something. Yeah, that's is that right. a footy 
position. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely a centre half forward. Yeah. Um, from that guy. Um, yeah. So, so Michael Cook comes in, and uh, he gets to kind of handpick who he's going to work with because by this stage, Ezio has no idea who can be trusted. Mm. Um, there's possibilities after the failed trial of George Shadil and possibilities that I, I find out in the podcast kind of, kind of go way back into the Cold War that the mole probably wasn't working alone and that there was probably more than one. Wow. And um, so Michael Cook starts uh, starts getting into it, he uses his contacts overseas to get access to all the intelligence that they got over in the US and especially stuff that might help with Australia's mole hunt, like Russians that are defected to the US from the K- like KGB guys who defected to the US and might be able to tell him something about Australia that would help to build more of a profile. And uh, he produces a report and it's called the Cook Report. And it might be um, one of the most secretive documents in Australian history. Everything is redacted. Because <laughs> <laughs> more. <laughs> More, more. It's uh, it's never seen the even briefly the light of day. I'm told that only one copy was made, and it was circulated with Keating and some of his senior staff. And uh, like under the Archives Act, should have been public 2014 or something. I think it's 20 years after after it was created. So 2014 would be 20 years. It wasn't. There have been legal cases mounted to try and have it. Release, but it's such it's a funny name for a secret Ma- report Cook by a guy report. called Mike Cook. Yeah. I'm called it the Cook Report. Yeah. You can call it anything <laughs> you want. Cook Report. Cook Report. Yeah, so there's been, like, people have made legal action to try and get this, like, public yes. as it should be and and still nothing. That's right. And so I'm oh. kind of, like, over here being like, what's in the Cook Report and what's it uh, going to say? about ASIO's mole problem. Yeah. And and you kind of listen to the... Fun- no, no. Um, <laughs> you, and I'll tell you what I think it says. So there are kind of theories out there and I centred down... I, 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 I whittled them down to uh, one source. And I can't say... Um, I, can't, I, I can't say who that source was, but he's a guy that worked in intelligence. And in the podcast, um, uh, he's... He's the, he has the code name Wasp. Oh, um, which, that's a good code name. Which is great. Uh, and he's um, and he lives in in Melbourne, not completely unlike yourselves. Um, <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. And- okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's not give any more details. What, and I, uh, I can't say who he is, but he has a red beard <laughs> and uh, is known to wear hats. Yeah. What does Wasp mm. stand for again? White Anglo. Saxon Protestant? Protestant. I yeah. grew up Catholic, so boom. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I'm a wasp. Um, <laughs> uh, he's he's also got an apartment full of orchids. Oh, okay. Um, orchids have a special place in the spy world. Oh. Um, they are, in some ways, a spy's favorite flower. They This goes back to a, a CIA intelligence chief. Who kind of lost his mind in the early '60s, named James Jesus Angleton, not part of the podcast, but um, but they love orchids because orchids uh, rely on deception to survive. What do you mean? How does a flower rely on deception? <laughs> yes, indeed, sexual deception. Oh no! Um, so, um, 
the 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 wasp the wasp the, the orchid gives off um false fragrances um to that that uh mimic the pheromones of a female wasp and then the male wasp is attracted to it comes and starts to get kind of tries to you know get it on with the flower mm. and gets pollen sacs stuck to its feet and then flies to another orchid and deposits deposits the pollen there because pollen because they, they don't they, like it's not like with other flowers where the wind can do it because they they're kind of separate to each other whoa um yeah and there's there's an orchid you can look it up um that the in um in i think it's native to the uk it's called a bee orchid and it's got like this this petal in the middle of it that looks exactly like a bee and and bees they try and you got it i've looked it up and, and it does yeah. look like yeah, a bee that's wow awesome. yeah and so they they're coming in the the male bees are coming and trying to stoop it and then they end up just <laughs> accidentally repollinating wow this is um, the most yeah, interested ma- i've ever been in a flower <laughs> Um. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And it's made orchids like one of the most successful flowers in the world. Like they they exist on every continent except Antarctica. Um. So the good old fashioned like pollination through wind. It's, and, and the guy codenamed Wasp loves orchids. Loves them. He's got a an apartment full of them. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. And he's fucking them. <laughs> He's tricked by him, and he can't stop fucking these orchids. <laughs> I wish you'd warn me before I take sips of water that you're about to say stuff like that. No, that would be ridiculous. Um, yeah, okay, so now we know where he gets his nickname from. Yeah. <laughs> fucking orchids. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, he's he's good. But anyway, so so- a lot of the reporting around what's in the Cook Report, I kind of trace back to him, and uh, he he is uh, an eccentric fellow, if that's not already apparent, <laughs> and has been described in many ways as a a conspiracist of sorts. So anyway, so I met I met him and the orchids, um, and his cat, and um, he told me. That the Cook Report um, contains the name of four suspected moles, and when Michael Cook identified them and handed it to ASIO, instead of trying to prosecute them because they'd seen how messy that had been with uh, our collective friend George Shadil, mm-hmm. they instead retired them. They kind of let them go out of the organization with full pensions. And as one former intelligence officer puts it, disperse them around the Commonwealth, ah. um, which made the investigation even more difficult than I thought oh, it was no. originally going to be. Yeah. Jeez, that sounds like the way to go. Can you accuse me yeah. of something <laughs> so I can retire on a full pension? You don't want to know what I'd accuse you of, mate. Okay. (laughs) Is it orchid related? I would ruin it. Yeah, it's orchid related. You get home and there's there's just hundreds of orchids at your place. Oh, no. (laughs) And a knock at the door. (laughs) (laughs) AFP. Matt Stewart, you in there? And I've paid for the orchids on your card. Yeah, and my pants happen to be down. (laughs) 
<laughs> this was a setup. I know. This was all I a know setup. the second you walk in your front door, the pants are down. Pants are down. <laughs> it's all you I can do in public both. to keep them up. <laughs> Honestly, this belt's not too good. So they they find four moles and just they don't they don't punish them in any way. They're just like off you go. You don't. They're like we failed yes. once. We we can't. Yeah, it's embarrassing. We can't do that again. Okay. Okay. So 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 um. But but here's the thing. This is coming from a conspiracist, right? Sure. Okay. So yeah. when you say conspiracist, that's like a conspiracy theorist. <clears throat> he. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Conspiracy theorists. Like pe- people have sort of said. You know, I I, I have much a- affection for Wasp. He reminds me of members of my own family, uh, and we both like uh, Bob Dylan. Sure. Say so- no more. <laughs> I have affection for him <laughs> so- too. <laughs> but anyway, but I, I can't, I can't obviously just, just sort of take everything he says um, because of, because of uh, his eccentricities. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So exactly. you're taking it with a bit of a so, grain of salt. So then I go on a quest to try and prove this theory, and what I do is I, um, I try and contact, for example, Michael Cook. He's dead. Okay. I try and contact Paul Keating. He is alive, but he still hasn't called me back. Okay. I've Good as saved dead. his number. Dead to you. I've saved my number. Dead to me. Dead to me. I'm dead to him. <laughs> uh, I say I've saved his number in my phone with a brain emoji. And I hope that it will ring. Yeah. Wouldn't it be good if it rang now? That'd yeah. be How sick, good would that actually? be? Actually, I'd be like, I'm that sorry, you gotta have to answer that on speaker. <laughs> <laughs> You're live on air. <laughs> um yeah, so so Paul Keating not 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 not, not willing to talk. I, I, Imagine yeah, you get I, to talk to him and he gives you one of his classic put downs. He was the king of zing was in, he? in yeah, okay. question time. Imagine being on the end <laughs> of one of those. Oh. Oh. Yeah, oh, I want to do you slowly. That that was one of them. <laughs> Called uh, John Howard. Context. Something like his yeah, the spine of desiccated coconut or something. <laughs> <laughs> That is pretty good. If you just cover up with that on the spot, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good. No, it is good. Um, yeah, but not, not alas, no response. Mm. So uh, uh, Keating's in a circle. I kind of speak to them. One of them says, oh, gives me the old, oh, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. I think he was joking, mostly. <laughs> and, and then, so then I have to get creative to try and confirm what this um, wasp has told me. Please tell me you catfish someone. <laughs> I don't think ethically as a journalist you can, Fuck. but tell me you tried. Oh, God. <laughs> you, I... you found out the kind of ladies Paul Keating likes? <laughs> that was some horrendous storytelling for me. I literally just like maximum intrigue to tell you the most boring thing <laughs> I could possibly tell you. <laughs> it was like, so I did something unbelievable that you'll never, <laughs> you'll never expect. Um, it it was to uh, read Asia's official history. <laughs> well, how does his mind work? God, he's good. <laughs> that is creative. Uh, um, look, it's it's a it's what I would call a a particularly. Uh, it's quite dense. It's three volumes. They're quite dense. 
and uh, they were vetted by ASIO. So there are kind of allusions to the mole question, which even I'm told was controversial in the last chapter of the last volume. They have a chapter called Looking for Moles, but it doesn't really give me anything that I had already known. But when it came out, when these these chapters came out, these volumes came out maybe like five or six years ago, um, they were promoted by the authors saying that they had unfettered access to ASIO's vault and all of the documents that ASIO had. And I wondered if that included the Cook Report. Mm. So you catfished the author. (laughs) As Michael Cook. (laughs) And said, hey, did you read my report? I just wanted you to think would love some feedback. (laughs) Did you try that? <laughs> the ghost, the ghost of Michael Cook. Oh, that's right, he's dead. Was, I went, I went full Hamlet. <laughs> oh, uh, you read my obituary? Yeah, that was a work of fiction. <laughs> that was a avenge psyop. me. Avenge me. Yeah, go full Hamlet. I love this. What does psyop mean? Did I use that anywhere near correctly? I don't know. Uh, yeah, psychological operation. Okay. Is, oh. Say no more. That that is in the podcast. It was very stressful. That part of it. It's in the, the psyops are in the podcast. Disinformation, oi, 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 it's bad. <laughs> but, but, but anyway, this particular part that I'm telling you about now is true, and it remains true right to the end of the podcast. Yeah, it, it's true. Um, so I, I, I contact one of the authors, um, a man named Professor John Blacksland, a fine professor at the ANU um, of international relations and history. Um, he's ex-military, which is why he was allowed to have the security clearance that allowed him to go into the vault to write the history. Uh, and he gives me um, an, an hour to come and interview him at his office in Canberra. And I, uh, yeah, lovely guy, another friend. Let's call let, you know, John Blackson, a friend. You're just making friends everywhere con- you go. Uh, honestly, is this- are You're you, too trusting. You're not jaded yet, are you? Yeah. I reckon, I reckon yeah. there, there's- Young and fresh still. There's Walkley Award winners who are like 60 years old and they're grizzled. They're not making any new friends with their interview subjects, but you're making friends with everyone you meet. We got to catch up, Ant. We have to do this again. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram. Let's get lunch. <laughs> Love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if John Blackson thinks the same way. Um, I message him a lot. He's often traveling. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's I, what he I says. I message him to chat, catch up a lot. He's often traveling. Let's just say that. I'm traveling. But I, 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 I love John Blackson. I think he's an austere professor. I, I listened to him on all his pod when he speaks to different podcasts. I heard him on a podcast last week. I loved it very much. He's, uh, he's smart. And so I go to see um, Professor John Blackson and I ask him the question, have you seen the Cook Report? And John Blackson says, yes. <gasps> and I say, I say, what does it look like? And he says, it's a hefty tome. And I say, it's a comprehensive work. <laughs> he, says, it's a, he says, Michael Cook was a fastidious officer. And then I say to him, um, I've heard that Michael Cook identified four ASIO officers and that they had to be, uh, and there's four ASIO officers that were suspected moles, suspected of working for the KGB. And instead of going after them, they let them go quietly. And John Blackson says, more. More. Oh, 
this is they like said, a movie. Says, they never just give straight answers. It's yeah, always yeah, like yeah. a riddle or, you know, yeah, you're you're looking in the right direction. Well, why don't you just tell me the exact direction? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he says more. He says, he says, um, they had to get the tentacles. They had to go after the circles of influence. And um, so there was more than four that were quietly retired. And then I said, why didn't they try and prosecute them? And he said, um, the evidence wasn't there. They suspected them. They had a bunch of evidence that suggested that that would have been them. But uh, it was they were worried that it wouldn't stack up in court. And so Holy shit. they covered it up. And he's gone they on the record saying this. It's 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 in the it's in the podcast until wow. this comes out. Until this comes out before the podcast, and then we get an injunction from ASIO. Wow! But, so uh, we've got the scoop here. We've actually scooped your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You've scooped your own podcast here. <laughs> That's awesome! Rats. Oh man, I'm I'm, I'm quite literally on my, with it. <laughs> the edge of my seat here. I'm loving this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love. That's I, good. Oh man. We, the what? drama of him saying more. Yeah. That's oh, exciting. Yeah. And then him actually like um, filling in more details. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's so good. Don't tease yeah. us. Yeah. What's his name? John? Don't tease us, Don't John. Don't tease us, John. <laughs> yeah. The use of the word tentacles. I love yes. it. Yes. And then uh, circles of influence. Yeah. Is he talking about the little circle plungers on the tentacles? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's what he's talking about. And there's heaps on each tentacle. There's heaps. So. Jeez. <laughs> they got a lot of work to do. Whoa. A lot of complicated animal metaphors going on here. <laughs> it's a bit of a theme. We got wasps and orchids and tentacles and circles. Yeah, there's a lot happening. Ah, <laughs> oh, the beautiful um, circle. Oh. My favourite of the animal kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So that, um, yeah. And so then I kind of think even more that going back to George Shadil, that that was not the real story. Yeah. And that there was more going on there. And um and and so then I I I I go and I hunt for names. That's absolutely freaking wild. So great. So then then I guess you go you go on the hunt. You go looking. Did you did you find any any moles? Or friend more friends? Or more friends? Did you make any more friends? <laughs> okay, okay. So I, I realized mole friends. I I realized that that was the extent of like my. my my inquiry, lines of inquiry had ran dry in Australia, in our, in our country that is, for a democracy, very secretive. Mm. Um, and so I felt like I had enough ammunition to kind of like paint where I saw the story sitting. It was a bit of a nightmare. It, it, I, I thought one was hard, but multiple, extremely hard. Also, ASIO didn't have enough evidence to prosecute them. They also probably thought it would look a bit ugly. You know, I'm just a boy. What am I going to do? Like, how am I going to find evidence? <laughs> oh, we should tell the listeners that Joey is 13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, have we not mentioned that? Yeah, this is Joey a school is, project. Uh, Joey is a little boy. <laughs> he won the uh, the schoolboy Walkley Award. <laughs> I have a, I have a like a Scooby Doo complex. I don't know, like I've just I've like identify. You're with always high. Mystery. Yeah, <laughs> I would be if I wasn't chasing spies. It's good. It's a great way to. Keep you off the grass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, no, but you're senses. that damn kid. <gasps> yes. They would have got away with yeah, it too yeah. if it wasn't for you. Damn kid. Yeah, yeah, but like, cause I'm, you know, I, like, I, I mean, I feel like, yeah, that's gonna start. Like, I'm gonna keep using it. 
I'm just a boy. But as I, you know, get older. Uh, You'll be 52 going, gonna... well, I'm just a little boy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to... I'm just a little boy looking for friends. I'm just a boy journalist. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for you meddling man. Um, uh, yeah. Passage of time. Okay. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching! <laughs> You can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. <laughs> hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So, 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 so. Um, so then I think, oh, well, I've got to try a different line of inquiry. I need to go overseas. I need to speak to people who have worked for the enemy, people who have worked for the KGB. Can't, very difficult to get into Russia these days. That's tricky. A lot of those sources had dried up. We do try. We have quite a bizarre experience in episode seven trying to do that. It involves um, the honey badger. Sure. Nick Cummins, the yeah, former okay. bachelor contestant. Anyway, yeah, I'll just and drop that one there. Was it? And it, did he? He played rugby union for. Australia or not quite? Yeah, he did. No, he did. Yeah, yeah. What a what anyway. an interesting uh, story he is. <laughs> Should we do a report on him? He ended up as the bachelor <laughs> and now a jock salesman. <laughs> he's done it all. Yeah, in true, the in the non rugby states, he's more known for his jocks, I think, yeah. than his uh, playing. Uh, as, okay. It was a wallaby. But yeah, I I remember that. I forgot he was also a bachelor. Yeah, he's done it he all. Was. The big three. He really has. <laughs> <laughs> Triple threat. It's a, it, the egot. It's the egot of Australia. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, how, wait, um, how was the honey badger involved in this story? Oh, well, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a sideline to to what happens to me next. Um, but I'll tell you just quickly. The honey badger um, comes into it because um, my my leads tend to focus start to, to narrow in on a particular former. KGB spy who'd been stationed in Australia in the 80s 
His name's Lev Koshlikov, and he was quite a, a fierce operator, from what I understand, around Canberra. And he was KGB resident, so he was like the head KGB guy in Australia in the 80s. And he became quite successful when he went back to Russia. He became um, the, the deputy director of Aeroflot, the Russian airline, um, you know, kind of oligarch vibes, if you will. And What was his he, cover story in Australia? He wasn't here, like, in his uh, own little was KGB a, office. <laughs> he was a press press attache. Right. was his cover story. Yeah, so he was a, he was a media guy. But he wasn't really. He was a spy. <laughs> um, so there you go. Anyway, um, I, I sort of see that he's uh, talking to Russian opposition media, which there's this one guy um, uh, who's... His, his, the Echo of Moscow was a big radio station and that's been shut down by Putin but some of the podcasts still exist and I see that he's talking on some of those podcasts including kind of dropping some hints about his time in Australia and then I find his Facebook Western Facebook not Vikentakta the Russian Facebook the, 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 the Mark Zuckerberg stuff and he um, um, and he's posting a bunch of um, kind of subtle dissent like about Putin like very subtle and uh because uh, he's like living in Moscow. Putin's a great PS president, posts. I guess. <laughs> Real Very subtle, subtle but I'm picking up on it. <laughs> I don't think he does think yeah, Putin's yeah. a great president. <laughs> <laughs> you guys would do great in Moscow. Have you considered? No. Anyway, I'm going through his Facebook and there's um, uh, posts about his Labrador that has to wear little booties in um, winter. He like posts like odes to his Labrador and then like I'm just like scrolling down and then there's just like a post like that he shared of the honey badger um, jock jock salesman um, bachelor rugby player um, rescuing a baby lamb. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> and you're like okay I'm making a note of this. I've seen this that video. This yeah. relevant. Yes. The honey Look, this badger. Is like, like Quadruple pretty, threat. This is, <laughs> That's where it got like the ego. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is pretty late in the story. And by this stage, I've, like, started to kind of lose it a little bit. Sure. Because I have been ex- existing in a world of deception for quite some time. <laughs> and um, uh, and I decide that that's the bat signal <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're in deep. Yeah. She. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. did not expect the honey badger to be getting involved. No. Glad Neither we, did I'm I. glad we went down that tangent. Yes. Though. That felt right. That felt good. Yeah. So so anyway, to go after the names, back to the Cook Report, to go after the names, I go overseas. I contact some KGB sources who are defected to the West. Most of them don't reply because, you know, Putin's resurrected an old KGB tradition of poisoning people mm. in the West and he's gotten kind of even more intense since um, the invasion. And uh, so so a lot of them don't reply, but but one of them, you know, I won't take it personally, but one of them does. And um, he's anonymous, but he points me to a former British parliamentarian, a retired Tory MP named Nigel West. It's not his real name. His real name is Rupert Allison. And uh, he says you should look into an upcoming book of his. And uh, Nigel West, so Rupert Allison was a politician. His spy na- his name now is Nigel West, and he publishes novels about spycraft. Okay. They're kind of very dense. They're, 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 they're dense academic reads. Um, 
but uh, buried in an in a in an upcoming book, which is now no longer upcoming. I find uh, I find some names, and um, I s- sort of of suspects, and he he then kind of gives me some more names, and I get a very neat list of four that kind of corresponds corresponds with what I've heard heard about the Cook Report, and uh, and then I start tracking down those four names. And I find out that at least one of them's still alive. Ooh. And uh, I go to speak to them <gasps> to try and find out more. And You uh, met the moles? Uh, I met a, a mole who was suspected of... I met a, a former ASIO officer who was suspected in... Um, right. Nigel Westbrook of being a wow. mob. but Whoa. I can't I can't name them, and this is something else that I have to navigate because under Section ninety two of the ASIO Act, it's illegal to name a former ASIO officer. Oh, without right. authorization, we're fine on George because he's he your friend for his name to be released. He's in the, he's my mate, um, but yeah, but we can't, but uh, but I can't name them, um, and so that that becomes the sort of. Mm, yeah, that that's sort of where the investigation goes to see where I can, wow. what I can find out. Look, I can imagine that um, at, at the end of like, you know, this series of podcasts, seven parts, there's still a lot of like things that we don't know. A lot of like, there's still things that aren't quite tied up neatly in a little bow. Um, yeah, surely, but yeah, I think well, real life. Uh, really does. Yeah, that's right. Tie up neatly, but um, wow! What a yeah, and it. How, how did it feel? How did it feel? Every I imagine there were times of super frustration, mm. but really exciting moments, highs and lows. Yeah, absolutely. And um, times I wondered what I'd gotten myself into. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I've used the world world words "world of deception" um too many times <laughs> in this episode. Thank you for allowing me to do that. But it is, it is because world of deception and dense reads. Yeah, it's been a couple, a couple of those too. <laughs> that's that. That's what journalism's all about. <laughs> but that's good. I should get both of those tattooed somewhere. Yes, it, and it is. It's like it is a um. Spies are masters of disinformation. The KGB is masters of disinformation. At one stage, I have to engage with the possibility that the mole question itself might maybe, maybe it was a KGB tactic to paralyze ASIO. Because if ASIO thinks that it's penetrated, then everyone inside ASIO becomes a suspect and people just victimize people that they don't like. And it makes them makes it very hard to conduct their spy business. Yeah, I do not. I do not think that that is the case. But I am kind of confronted with that possibility at, at least once in the podcast. And um, um, so yeah, so 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 definitely un, un, unresolved questions. But we definitely like sort of speak to people that have never spoken before and kind of find out and, things that. And these interviews uh, you're uh, talking about, otherwise known. Sorry. And those interviews you're talking, you've been talking about, they're on tape in the in your show. Oh yeah, we got spies in the podcast. Yeah. Do you have to make their yeah, voices like deep and low, or are they happy just to sound like they sound? Uh, we got voice actors. We got voice distortion. 
We got that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we got we got one, we got a great voice actor for, for for one of the spies of uh, a former spy named uh, Swamp. His name is Swamp. If you need, oh, um, Swamp's not as good a name as Wasp. I like Swamp. It's she's got a lot of similar letters. Swamp, I thought it. I thought it. Wasp. Yeah, I thought it was an anagram. I thought it was a clue. It wasn't. It's not the same. But, uh, the, the M. But but the the um uh, swamp. Um. Yeah, I thought it reminded me a bit of Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Of course. That's what we all think. And, of swamps and now. Draining the swamp. And that, draining the swamp. Isn't that what Trump Trump's gonna do? Oh. If he gets in. Drain the swamp. In uh, twenty eighteen or whatever it was. I think that, that was all about draining the swamp, I think. The swamp is uh, Washington, D.C., I believe. I see. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I've read a couple of headlines. I'm not reading dense texts. I'm not even reading <laughs> brief texts. Unless you count headlines. Then, yes, I am reading those. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, headline writers. No, no more questions. <laughs> no, no, we'll not be taking further questions at this time. Um Look, this sounds absolutely wild, and I really want to listen to the whole podcast. Now. I do too. And Joey, can Jess and uh, I be voice actors on the next one? Yeah, let us know if you need voice actors. Oh, I can. I can do really deep. I can do deep. I can do <laughs> high. I can do, high. I can do, uh, I can do average. Real average. Yeah, I can do very somewhere in the middle. <laughs> you know, if you need that guy in the who in the tent saying, "Oh, just average looking." Yeah, yeah I, we I need can, that. Yeah, real average. Um, speaking of, like if you if you're doing if you want somebody to sound like they're an announcer for the Bachelor for the Honey Badger, oh yeah, great. I can do that a bit. Like <clears throat> this week on the Bachelor, you know stuff like that. And I could be the Honey Badger. Hey, check out my balls. They're nice and tight in these jocks. Yeah. So you let us know if you need Whoa! us. You've got our email now. That was so, uncanny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here if you need at any time. Second there, I thought I was talking to the honey badger himself. <laughs> uh, we're, uh, yeah, we are mimics. Yeah, you're that good. Many talents, mm-hmm. many talents. That, um, yeah, well, we had a bit of in, like some some chats amongst the team about voice distortion because I'm of the opinion that voice distortion very cool. Yes, mm. agreed. And my my uh, supervising producer Jake, yeah, you know, who I love very much. Would you he- call him a friend? <laughs> God, no. No, absolutely. <laughs> um, he, uh, uh, not as close as George, but, you know. No, he he said that when he hears voice distortion, he laughs so hard that he spat his tea. Right. Um, so, I, but I, I, I surveyed, I surveyed a bit. I think, like, you know, it's a spy podcast, right? Yeah, so, you've got to have a bit of it, I reckon. It's, uh, it's not about cyberbullying or... or you know, it's yeah. good. It's it's good. No, you want to like close it. your eyes so, anyway. and picture them as a silhouette. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 The magic of audio. So yeah. the podcast is called Secrets We Keep, Nest of Traders. Um, it's out now. There's seven episodes coming out. Um, Joey, is there anything else you want our listeners to know, anywhere else they can find you, follow you online, anything else you want to tell them? Um, yes, I want to tell them that it's called um, Nest of Traitors with a T because I've been like speaking to a lot of people about it and it's become a bit of a thing in the team that people think it's Nest of Traitors uh, because of yeah. because of the Australian accent. Yes. And like people that have like actually worked closely on the project 
have kind of been like, how's Nest of Traders going? And um, it was just something I picked up on. Okay, um, good call, yeah. And, and we um, have a lot of American listeners as well, so it's good to make that clear to them. Traitors. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's something I've been working on. I've been working on that tea. Um, um, anyway, that was – what else do I have to say? No, <laughs> I, I think I just have to say thank you so much. This has been a really, really fun time. Um, you guys – you guys are funny. <laughs> Thanks. That's what we contribute um, while you do you all the work. It. You do three years of investigations and we sit here going, <laughs> this this guy probably has sex with an orchid and that's how we get paid the big bucks. So happy to, happy to help. Yeah. Was your- yeah, I'll make sure I, I'll put that in my allegations to ASIO. <laughs> Joey, was your, your um, Walkley Award for your Everyone Wants to Be Fuhrer? Is that what you won for? Yeah. Oh and, yeah, yeah, and that was about right, yeah. what, um, what like? Oh, it was about a a, a guy's um, journey to radicalization in and out of the far right. Right. Um, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. He's my friend, <laughs> <laughs> Joey. You got to be a little less trusting, mate. But that said, let's catch up for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Add another friend to the list. Sorry, Joey, I'm traveling. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but Joey Watson, thank you so much for being on to go on bringing us this story. It's it's yeah, like we were saying, it's really unique to have the person who's done all the investigation mm. telling us the story. It's really exciting. There's some cliffhangers. But I reckon our listeners will have loved that. So, thank you so much. Please come back after your next three-year investigation Yeah, we'll see you in three years. Yes, I'm going to try and find out what happened to Dave. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. There's nothing that happened to him. He's just at home. He's just in his home. Have you checked his home, Joey? We wouldn't want you to waste your time, mate. Don't waste your time. That won't take you three years, mate. That's three minutes. Yeah. You just And it's open and shut. It's not really worth it. Wait, actually, here he is now. Oh, I'm Dave and I'm fine. Don't look into it. There you go. There you go. So, no need on that. He anyway, sorry, Joey, we're along. losing you. I think, I think we're losing you now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've said goodbye to Joey. Um, we just had a brief pause then to um, really cement our friendship with him. Yeah, we exchanged phone numbers. We had lunch. <laughs> uh, it was fantastic. It was beautiful. I did joke uh during the episode at some point that it was 13, I that was I was exaggerating there. Yeah. But I forget the listeners can't. They can't see him. And he did keep referring to himself as the boy journalist. Yeah, we want to clarify that he is an adult. Yes. A young one. Yes. But a, an adult. YA. He's reading He's young YA. adult <laughs> fiction. <laughs> He's a YA for sure. He's reading dense YA. At what point? Am I middle-aged yet? Well, I think that all depends on uh, what How you see as your, your end point. But I think technically you're you're on the cusp. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think I I would think late thirties to fifty is probably middle aged. Yeah, okay. You can't say fifties is old age. No, and that's the next step, right? Yeah, but sixty. Okay. I think sixty five is what they do as like, uh, you know, elderly insurance, seniors insurance, right? Which to me, my folks. Uh, at least my dad has crossed that line. I think my mum- No, actually, mum has as well. Yeah, dad got kicked off his life insurance because he was too old now. 
It's like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. They're like, you know, you don't, you don't need life insurance anymore because you're definitely going to die. Yeah, you need death insurance, yeah. mate. Uh, and I'm giving you a death assurance right now. <laughs> it's happening you're soon. Gonna die. Clock's ticking. Sooner rather than later. People younger than you, technology might catch up and yeah. they might live forever. But you, but you no, no, <laughs> too no, no, late, no, no, my no. friend. I don't know why Squire. I asked if I was middle age. I think because we were saying that. Uh, Joey to, was yeah. YA. And to him, he looks at you and me as both being old, and that must be brutal. That hurts. Because <laughs> there is a difference between us. Yeah. A big one. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Canonically count, and non-canonically. If you count centuries <laughs> as being a big lot gaps. of time. Uh, but I think non-canonically, we are of the same generation. <laughs> yes, yeah. Non-canonically, not that far, but enough. Well, you know, I'm an, I'm an elder. You're a younger the, our ages start with different numbers now. Yes. So. Well, mine has three digits and yours has two. I think that's <laughs> enough said. Enough said. Anyway, what what a I really enjoyed that episode a lot. Mm, I it think was, it was different to what we yes. normally have. Um, but I, I but I think that's really fun. Yeah, I thought it was really fun. I think people will enjoy that, and you know, it like gave it was it- a lot messier than a normal episode in the way that it it didn't all tie up neatly. <laughs> yeah. But things rarely do when you're directly digging it up. Exactly right. Like, we usually are picking a story that has a- Not always. There are mysteries. But um, usually have some sort of satisfying ending. Mm. But I was satisfied at the end of that. (laughs) It was really fun. It was a really intriguing story. I can't wait to listen. Yeah, I'm actually really- I'm I'm keen to listen as well. I want to hear this John guy say, more. Yeah, that- (laughs) Chills, yeah. full body chills. I was like, oh! I also I meant to ask Joey um, when he was at ANU if he saw my uncle Jeff. Oh, Jeff Perkins. No. Oh my god, that would be too good. Mum's side of the fan, okay. but um, what's your mother's maiden name? <laughs> <laughs> I, I nearly said his full name, then I was like, he probably doesn't want me to dox him. <laughs> yeah, because we Jeff's a very common name. We have ANU listeners for sure. So down to anyway. But- if you do bump into a Jeff. If you bump into a Jeff, just say, you got a niece? And then see how it goes from there. And he says, more. Because he does, <laughs> he does have two. He does have two nieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have a niece? More. More. Two nieces? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you ask? Uh, Jeff, I think. <laughs> I don't know. No reason, Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for wasting your time and run away. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is a great name. I great forget name. about Jeff, but that's I'm going to put that in my on my list. Jeff. Have I been building that on this show? Bruce. Frank. Yep. Uh, Brian. Mm-hmm. Jeff is in there. Yep. Greg. Gary, of course. Fuck, these are good dad names. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. They're dad names. Which I think to uh, Joey's generation, they're granddad, granddad names. names. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I've got a granddad called Jeff, and you're like, what the what fuck? What the heck? Joey, what? It's crazy. What? What? Uh, when I was a kid, not when I was a kid, when you were a kid, there was a show called Joey. Was there? No, I was thinking of Joey Lawrence, but no, it was Joey. There was a spin-off from Friends called oh, Joey. Oh, yes. I was confusing my Joeys. Joey's back, obviously. What are we doing? What <laughs> we're doing? <laughs> we it- need Dave. <laughs> we need Dave. <laughs> Even Joey was probably keeping us more on track yeah. than this. Even Joey was like, God, these guys are a bit tedious, aren't they? <laughs> and yes, correct. Uh, so, what we do here is, mm. of the final uh, 30 to 40 minutes of the episode, we thank some of our great Patreon supporters because they're the ones who make this all happen. Uh, we're so thankful for all of them. And each week we take a little bit of time out to get to know them a little better. Yeah. 
uh, uh, and and shout them out. Give them their moment mm-hmm. in the sun. Yeah. Uh, and this is why it's everyone's favorite section of the show. I know uh, probably most listeners just skip to this bit. Anyway, the first thing we like to do. Oh, I should say, if you want to get involved, go to patreon.com slash do go on pod. Yep. This is the first episode we've recorded since 2023. So uh, we are rusty. We're a little rusty. Anyway, so uh, if you sign up there, there's a bunch of different levels. You can get three bonus episodes a month, mm-hmm. uh, soon to be four bonus episodes, I reckon, sometime this year. We're getting so close to our target. Um, and there's also the nicest corner of the internet in our Facebook group. Uh, you also get to uh, vote on topics. Uh, your episode next week, Bop, is just is the yep. votes on. It's been voted on right now. It's already been voted. Oh, yeah, it's been yeah. run and won. Because sometimes you put up a vote and it drags on so long. Yeah, because it's level for ages. But this one's got a definitive winner. Yeah, and this one as well. It's like anybody can vote from like two dollars onwards, so you get a lot of votes. Right. So like, those ones tend to have a a blowout. Uh, yes. Or it's clear quickly who's going to win there. But the Schoenberg level, obviously, there's it's a more exclusive it's a smaller vote. pool. They're more, they consider it more. They <laughs> well, think about yeah. Oh, it. you think of them as a, a higher quality of voter. They go, hmm. <laughs> you love the 1%. <laughs> no, essentially, a lot of them ignore it because they're just really generous people yes. who um, just want to give us money. We but should don't. change that the, the name of that level to the 1%. The 1%. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Anyway, so, yes, the, your point is my next topic's been voted on. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and so there's a bunch of different uh, things you get involved with. Um, you also are the first to know about live shows. There's discounts to tickets and all sorts of stuff as well. Um, and we've always got live shows coming up anyway. Mm. Uh, the, the reason I bring it up is because people on the Sydney Schoenberg level or above, uh, they're involved in this section of the show we call Fact, Quote, or Question. has a little jingle. Go something like this. Fact, Quote, or Question. Ding. Oh, oh, I always remember the ding. <laughs> oh. oh. Surprise even me. <laughs> and uh, she always remembers the jingle mm-hmm. and the sing. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so, for this one, if you're on the Sydney Schoenberg level or above, you get to give us a fact, a quote, or a question, or a brag, or a suggestion, or really whatever you like, and then I'll read them out on the show for the first time. So, they haven't been vetted at all. So far, no one's really taken advantage of that to make me say anything libelous because, of course, our fantastic editor, AJ- We'll just beep it all out. He'd beep it all out. Yeah. And maybe even cut it. No, um, I just beep the whole thing. It's yeah. just minutes of beep. It's just, it's just AJ and his awesome Kiwi accent saying- Redacted. (laughs) (laughs) That was not a good Kiwi accent on I would love that. Uh, Redacted. That's redacted. (laughs) Uh, All right. So, the first one this week comes from Pete Holburton. Oh, one of the many lovely Patreon supporters. Yes. Uh, We love Pete. Catch up with Pete uh, at a lot of live shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, The man loves to party. Uh, and now Pete has given himself the title of president of being happy. I never have to do that again. Ooh. Ooh. That's intriguing. I I know what this is going to be about. Right. And I'll explain after you've read it how I know. Okay. That's interesting. I wonder if it is um, the thing he never has to do it again is telling me he doesn't work for NASA. Because- <laughs> Whenever I bring it, I always, in my head, he works for NASA. He's a rocket scientist. Right. But apparently, he's told me at the last live show I saw him, he's like, I don't actually work for NASA. Uh, I am I just have a, a, it's my big interest. I love, uh, <laughs> and I said, oh, sorry. Uh, so, wh- what's your job? And he goes, 
I'm a robotics engineer or something like that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, well, you work for NASA, mate. It's the same yeah, thing. <laughs> you do something I don't understand. You work for NASA. <laughs> I'm like, I thought he was going to say I was a butcher or yeah. something. <laughs> I'm a primary school teacher. Yeah. They're like, okay, All robotics right, engineer. Okay. So what you're saying to me is you work for NASA. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that sounds like kind of interesting to you, you're like, I'm hearing NASA. I'm hearing NASA. <laughs> Am I saying that right? NASA? NASA. Okay, so he's offering us a brag. Yep, we love a brag. Writing, on New Year's Day, I ticked off something that's been on my bucket list for years. I, cl- I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. It's the highest mountain in Africa at 5,895 metres or 19,341 feet for our American friends, which is more than two and a half times as high as our highest mountain, Mount Kosciuszko. Wow. It felt it. There's less than (laughs) half as much oxygen in the air at the summit as there is at sea level. It was pretty tough, but exhilarating to get it done. And I made some great friends in the process. I wonder if Joey was there. (laughs) Imagine. (laughs) I met this boy journalist. We're doing lunch next oh, week. A great friend now. Uh, says, Matt, I wore my primates beanie for the climb. Yes. I'll post some photos about it in the Facebook group when this goes out. So cool. Primates has been to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. Very cool. Amazing. Pete, love that so much. That's a great brag. It's a great brag. And uh, last week we came back into the office and I had some mail here at the studio from Pete. Oh. And he sent me a letter and a, and a little uh, Mount Kilimanjaro magnet. Oh, man. And he said, awesome. I, don't, I don't remember if you um, want to collect them of just places you've been or if you like them, people send you ones. But here's one. And he said, and it just might have something to do with an upcoming ah, <laughs> fact question. And I was that, like, hmm, I wonder what it might be. That's fun. So, I have a, a Kilimanjaro magnet on my fridge, well, courtesy great. of Pete. And- uh- Dave mysteriously, because uh, he's still definitely uh, alive and kicking, yeah, uh, dropped off a couple of uh, yeah. magnets for us today as well. From the Bahamas where he was, what, six months ago? Yeah. Was that where he swam with pigs? Yeah. <laughs> the, o- the only thing I took out of his whole trip is he swam, swam with, with pigs. pigs. The thing is, Dave travelled so much in the last couple of years yeah. that I lost interest in his holidays. Like, you know, normally you <laughs> yeah. come back and I'm like, tell me all about it. Where'd you go? What was the highlight with this trip? Yeah. The most recent one, I was like, I don't care. I don't care, mate. Whatever. Just get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think he went to the Bahamas. He might have gone to New York. I don't care about the rest. I wonder, because he is uh, missing, presumed, a lot. Um <laughs> I wonder if we can uh, start the uh, a, a new a new version of the classic old saying. He's uh, he's sleeping with the piggies. <laughs> he's swimming with the he's piggies. Swimming with the piggies. Um, Let's start that. Yeah, I like it. On this week's episode of Who Knew It, I wrote. I accidentally wrote. Greg Larson was on, and he called me out on it because I accidentally wrote for one of my fake answers uh, that the guy ended up uh, swimming with the fishes. <laughs> And he's like, the saying's actually, <laughs> that just sounds like a nice time. It just time. seems like he went for a swim <laughs> yeah. in an open water swim. And I that, don't know. That broke me when I realised the mistake I'd made. That's very good. Um, Pete finishes by saying, as always, thanks for all the joy and very uh, the various Dugon pods bring. Hey, Pete, thanks for all the joy you bring us. Yeah, thank you, Pete. Thank you for the magnet. And that was not 
uh, uh, I wasn't fishing for people to send me magnets. Don't do that. Shipping's simply not worth it. <laughs> yeah. um, but that was a nice little treat to get from Pete, who we know quite well. We see him at all of our Melbourne shows. He's, at live he's shows, a friend of, of course. Ours. Bring Jess magnets. Bring me anything you want. <laughs> Skittles. S- yeah, snacks. In a sealed pack. In a- anything you want in a sealed pack. Nothing home-baked. <laughs> <laughs> no Tylenol. No Tylenol. I've got enough. Yeah. Uh well, it looks like all four this week are people I've met at live shows. Ooh. The next one comes from Swibesy himself. Swibesy. Andy Swibes, uh, who's got the title of newest footy fan in Chicago. Wow. Fanners. I hope, hope you mean of the Saints. Uh, and Swibesy uh, has an appreciation. Oh, that's Is cute. Is that a new one? Yeah, I don't think we've had an appreciation before. Fantastic. That's nice. Uh, Swibesy writes, hey, all. So, sorry, kind of long. Don't apologise, Swabsy. Don't apologize, you dare apologise. We have so much time for you. And then he writes, <laughs> Now that Matt has done all his Matt Remembers series on the Patreon bonus feed, mm-hmm. <laughs> he says in brackets, join to listen. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've done like over 200 bonus episodes. I wouldn't be joining just to listen to an old man talk about a holiday. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff on there. Including an old man talking about his holiday. Over two episodes. <laughs> uh, and I say at the start of it, now let's just stick to the highlights here, Matt. We don't need to hear what you had for lunch. At, I said that as a joke. And then he goes on to say, yeah, and then that night I uh, had dinner at a Mexican restaurant. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, oh, is that the Mexican restaurant? And I was <laughs> ready to stab myself in the it's eye. It's a show about an old man remembering. You don't think it'll meander a bit? <laughs> <laughs> it's it, you know it's, it is what it says on the package. Uh, so uh, he says I can uh, tell a little more about our hat swap we did. Oh, so great. yes, I think I probably uh, talked about for about half an hour the fact that outside Guinness in Chicago, Swibesy and I swapped hats. And honestly, I reckon Swibesy maybe got a raw deal there because the hat you got from Swibesy is such a great possibly hat. one of the coolest hats I've ever seen in my it's, life. I'm a big it's fan of It's so hat. cool. Uh, featuring a Seattle mountain. Beautiful. Which, great colour scheme on it. Yeah. It's all good. Browns and greens. Yeah. Who would have thought? Beautiful. Just works. <laughs> but the one he got off me was, at the time, my favourite hat. Okay. So, I, was, I think it was a fair swap. Yeah. Corduroy uh, retro Saints hat. It was oh, pretty good. Oh, that is a good one, it actually. Good yeah. Hat. All right. That's a fair swap, I reckon. Uh, but anyway, he says, first off, when Matt and I swapped hats, I was so pumped because me and Hoogsy, my wife, <laughs> which Hoogsy, <laughs> such a legend. Hoogsy. Uh, so, it was just in, in the end, it was just the three of us there. And uh, we did a hat swap, which is a classic Beautiful. thing when a couple of guys and his wife were for a drink. <laughs> and I said to him, what do you think about doing a swap? And I winked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> And he took off his hat. And he took off his hat and I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hats. What? Hats. Yeah, Hats. of course. Hats. <laughs> <laughs> Hoogsy. <laughs> uh, but he said, uh, me and my wife Hoogsy were chatting about how cool it was all night. Getting this stick man Saints hat has for sure pushed me over the edge and I've been watching highlights and downloaded the team app to keep up to date. Might even get a membership next year. Love to hear that, Swabsy. Yes. But I did. Oh, I should say, Swabs, if you want to learn more about the club, there is about a five and a half hour <laughs> Uh, episode of this show that you could tune into. No pressure, but <laughs> if you want, if you wanted a- to like really immerse yourself yeah, in it, nominated for a, a Do Go On Award, but yeah, for longest episode. <laughs> I don't know if best episode, I think. <laughs> uh, but I did want to talk about how uh, about the hat Matt has now. Oh, great. 
Love this. Great. I got that. It's ha- cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Sucked in, Matt. I shattered that hat. (laughs) It'd be so funny. I'm like, oh, my God, so many things make sense. I took on your curse. Uh, I got that hat on a solo trip to Seattle and Tacoma. Tacoma? Tacoma. Tacoma. In 2019, when I was really confused of what my next steps in my life were going to be. That trip was the first step in finding out who I really wanted to be. That trip and hat always served as a memory for that first step and process for me. Oh, no. I've taken away this important part of your- But that's so nice. Now now I just wear it, you know, wandering about. <laughs> God, you're a piece of shit. I wonder if it'll help me figure out my next step. Yeah, all right. Yeah, <laughs> here's a magic hat, isn't it? You're beyond help, mate. No hat can help you. Uh, fast forward to when Hoogsy and I were at Guinness with Matt, those few hours kind of felt like the true end to that- who am I and what do I stand for process? Oh. Because months after that Seattle trip, I met Hoogsy and she introduced me to Do Go On. And this pod has been a constant in my life this whole time. And the three of you and the Patreon community has shown me all the good people in the world that are out there and that I know I'm doing the right things in my life. So, I could not be happier for Matt to have that hat that oh. meant so much to me and my growth over the past few years. It truly feels full circle. What a lovely message. Swibesy, that is so nice. Swibesy and Hoogsy. What a great reflection to have on your own life and 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 have this thing that's a marker of a really transformative time for you. That is so lovely. You're such a valued person in our in our community, Swibesy, and that hat is really cool. I don't think it can help Matt. <laughs> He's beyond help. Um, even therapists have given hurt. up on him. <laughs> it can't hurt, right? He's not going to make anything worse. <laughs> right? That is so So lovely. glad it wasn't a cursed hat. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, that hat is actually cursed. Yes, you can only get rid of it if someone offers you to swap <laughs> with the hat they're currently wearing. Uh, thank you so much, so Andy. What a lovely wise. message. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. That's uh, so nice. The next one comes from our great friend Murray Somerville. Murray? Oh, my God. Yeah, this is just a who's who of people we know personally. People who follow us on social media will know him as Muzz Doodles. Mm-hmm. He, he designed um, my Ding poster for my stand-up show last year yep. and also the Who Knew It uh, artwork. He's done a, a Christmas card for us before. That's right. Yeah, we love, we love Muzz and, Doodle. Yeah, I met him at uh, after a Brisbane show. Last year, I think. Maybe after who knew it even. Anyway, Murray uh, has the title of Triptych Club Glassy. Keeping tables clean one glass at a time. That's an important job. Thank you. Thank you so much, Murray. Uh, And Murray's asking a question. Also, isn't Murray the one who kicked off the um, Agony Aunts bonus episode? Because he asked the question about his neighbour and the rubbish. Yes, you're right. Uh Anyway, I wonder if it'll be an update on that. Let's see. Uh, he's asking a question, writing, confession time. Ooh. I mastered the art of riding a motorbike many, many years ago, but a car? Nope. I never went for my driver's license. Oh, I never went for my driver's license. <laughs> Let's just get Let's my end of sentence. intonation right there. Got it. Uh, without a car license, I sometimes feel like the only penguin in a flock of flamingos. <laughs> what a beautiful image. That's beautiful. Uh, but I, to me, both. They're two of the top birds. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, 
Is there a basic life skill that you've mysteriously managed to avoid learning while everyone else seems to have gotten the memo? Jesus, this would have been a great one for Dave to have been here for. Because he I, can't do anything. I think <laughs> he surprisingly, yeah, hasn't. But he started. He's really, he's really uh, started. He's cooked a few meals. Yeah, that was honestly um, partnering up with his now wife. She really fixed him up. Yeah, yeah. You know? She saw a fixer-upper. And she said- She, she bought him for bug and placed some right. prices. She got him cheap and she's done him up. She's done him up. He was the worst house on the best street. That's right. And now she's made him, you know, average. Yeah. <laughs> An average house on a nice street. Yeah. When when asked what does her husband look like, she said, oh, I don't know, average. <laughs> normal. Normal. Just this a normal looking guy. I don't know what a- yeah, it's like a normal guy. Yeah. What I've definitely like? met him. He's a normal looking guy. I'm a real I'm a real woman. I'm a real woman. I'm not a broom. <laughs> and he is normal. Um things oh, well, I can't drive a manual. Um, which is sort of related. Yeah. Because I think anyone can drive an auto pretty much. Yeah, that's really easy. Can't drive a manual. No idea how to. Um uh, okay, what are other sort of basic I'm skills? List some what- basic skills. I'll tell you if I can uh, build one or not. Doing your taxes? Nah, don't, can't do that. I haven't accounted for that. Um, what about, uh, you know, pe- programming the VCR? <laughs> <sighs> have to get the manual out. Yep. <laughs> have to get the VCR out. Yeah, have to get the VCR out. I don't have one anymore. Um, no, um, neither. I, I held on to one for ages. I only got rid of it maybe a couple of years ago, yeah, amazingly. Right. Because uh, okay. I occasionally brought what I'd tape out to to look at very, very occasionally and realised that it's hard to watch. Yeah. The quality's like, we've gotten so used to We're quite the quality spoiled. being better now that you can't, it's hard to watch them. Um, I can't cook an egg. Can't cook an egg. Because I don't eat them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that makes sense. So, I, can't, I don't know how to cook them. I can't ride a motorbike. No, I can't ride a motorbike. I mean, I, I, pro- I feel like I, I could. I can ride a bike. I don't have a licence. Yeah, I don't have a license to. I could give it a crack, but I, I can I can ride a bike, but I don't anymore for, I thought, obvious reasons. But yesterday my partner suggested a bike ride and I said, no, thanks. And he went, why? And then I had to remind him that a couple of months ago I was hit by a car mm. and he had forgotten. He had forgotten. Mm. I still have bruised ribs he'd forgotten. Yeah. Fine. He thought they were from someone else. <laughs> He's like, huh? wait, were you uh, not rugby injury? I, thought, I could have sworn that was a rugby injury. <laughs> My can't, old, can't my play old rugby. Man, can't play rugby. <laughs> my old man uh, had a similarish thing. He was uh, taken down by a car riding a bike, mm. and he had to have his face reconstructed and stuff. Jesus, he had, yeah, his nose was ruined and stuff. Uh, you can't tell now. It must no. have been good surgery. Was this a long time ago? It must have been. Yeah, it feels. I, time over the last little while has lost oh, all yeah. me, but yep. I feel like maybe eight, ten years ago. Yeah, right. Shit. No, I didn't know that. You'd never know. Beautiful, handsome man. If anything, looks better than before. No, he, <laughs> he looks he looks the same. But he um he yeah there was quite a while where he he's become right he's got right back into writing again. But yeah, there was quite a while where he's just like I mean you can understand it. Yeah, it's um, not nice. I'll say that. Yeah, being hit by a car and isn't you, nice. And it just all of a sudden you would feel like. The things that are nice about riding yeah, are, are taken gone. away. Yep. It doesn't feel like a, a you're nervous. Old, what I'm saying, mm. that's what he told me. You just start to feel yeah, very self-aware. It's You're not mm. a, like a nice free thing, riding down the road, wind in your hair, but all of a sudden it's like- It's terrifying. Every every car you notice, you're hyper aware of everything. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, skills we can't do. Skills we can't do. Um, rain it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can't do that. Uh, I know what you mean. Like when when you've left it so long, not being able to drive, it must be hard to sort of pick it up later later in life. Like mm. it's normal to be learning in your teens um, or early twenties, but then letting it go beyond that, it must feel strange to have to like learn a skill then. Yeah. Um. I can't speak another language. No. Uh, which I would love to be able to do. Yeah. Can't play an instrument. Mm. I could play the most basic, like, bass guitar riffs. Yeah, I can't read music anymore. So, yeah, I'll, there's a lot of things I'd like to be able to do. I think most of the sort of standard day-to-day skills mm. I can do. I can't do anything car-related. I really tried to be... I tried to pay attention when dad showed me how to do stuff because I, I wanted to be capable and I just have so little interest. Mm. <laughs> it just is in one or another. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Is it running? Cool. <laughs> yeah. If not, there's people that can fix that for me. I don't know. <laughs> RECV? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I can do the, the very basic car things. I wouldn't be able to fix a problem, you know. Yeah. Apart from- uh, Oil checks, changing tyres and stuff. I can put water in the windscreen wipers. Yeah, so there are other things you need. There's a day to day things. But <laughs> and if not, YouTube. We'll, yeah, we'll, there's a tutorial for everything on YouTube. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I. I don't know. There's got to be. Oh. Uh, there's got to be heaps. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And it's what. What do you consider like a basic skill too? Hmm. I'm not, yeah, yeah, I can't, I don't think I, because I don't really drink tea either, so I find it a bit stressful if, if I'm making a cup of tea for somebody else because I know tea is something that people are very particular about. Oh, yeah. So I find that a bit stressful because I'm not really a tea drinker. I'm, they, a, I'm an herbal tea, if anything. They have a, and I never look at it until recently, but um, my folks were around last week and we were drinking tea and I just noticed on the on the packet that it had uh Steeping is it seeping or steeping? Steeping, steeping time. I'm like, oh, I said, I said, set an alert, a timer and steeped them for the right amount. Huh. And they're like, oh, this is really nice. I'm like, you know what? It's possibly because <laughs> I read the instructions. <laughs> I actually made it how it's intended to be made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. not just sort of dunk it for a bit, leave it in too long or not long enough. Yeah, uh, yeah. Great question, though, Murray. Jeez, I wish Dave was here. And never too late to learn to drive if you want to. Of but course, if you if yeah. you don't want to, you don't have to. I mean- uh, I feel like if you can ride a motorbike, you know how the roads work. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's got to be easier than that. I think I could learn to drive a manual now because I'm when I was learning to drive, you're learning how to navigate, how to move a car, how to read the road. You're learning everything at once. It was too overwhelming. Now I know how to drive- I think I could mm. pick up manual. I just ha- don't have the opportunity or the care. I taught myself because uh, I, my parents' car was a an order. I, my their first one when I started learning was manual, so mm. I learnt for the first couple of months in a manual. But then that was when I was sixteen. But by the time I went for my license, I didn't get it till I was twenty. I'd only learnt in autos, so I just got an auto license. But yep. you're legally allowed to drive a manual uh, once you're off your P's. Yeah, so you got a full license. So I. I ha- I got a manual car all of a sudden. I'm like, you know, it was just a, it was my. I think I got it for my sister real cheap. Mm. Uh, my younger sister. Which, is this uh, the car that you had until recently? The yeah, silver the one? one. Yeah, yeah. And I so I I took it to a car park, and I just taught myself mm. sort of just and it it didn't take very long. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, I don't have a manual car anymore, so I'd, I'd, I'd probably have to relearn. But I think it's still in there somewhere. It's anyway, geez, Dave would have moved <clears throat> to some by now. Yeah. Thanks so much for that question, Murray. Um, yeah, hope everything's going well with your neighbor in the rubbish. Um, <laughs> final one this week comes from Nathan Damon, aka Group Dad. Jess, I want to say sorry to Dave. <laughs> I want you to say sorry to Dave. No, like you mean it. <laughs> Dad. Uh, well, he's not here, so. Uh, can't say sorry to a dead man. <laughs> I mean, a I live man. A live man. Who's just not here. That's just, all. Yeah. He's just not here. Just not here. <laughs> and Nathan's got a quote writing. Hi, guys. I've come to realise that this segment has been missing something lately, and that's hearing from everyone's favourite Gary. So, I reached out, and the following is a quote from Gary J oh. from the UK. Wow. Uh and Gary says, question, is it okay to teach your child to speak a different accent? Uh, because when I play with our little girl, all her soft toys, puppets, and dolls have different accents. And also, sometimes I need amusing, so I say some words in different accents, like down in Scottish. Dune. Dune. Nat's not that happy about it, uh, but we're exploring the world in play. So, Gary, Gary's- Gary hasn't been uh, writing into the facts, quote, or questions lately because he's f- gone full dad mode. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying dune, dune. To, a, to a child. Um, but it's great to hear from you, Gaddy J from the UK. Gary, I would say- if it feels you, fine to me. It feels fine to me, but you've got such a great accent. Yeah. It'd be a shame. Uh, look, you do you. But also, once a kid goes to school- Yeah. They'll just t- pick that accent up anyway. Apparently, when I was little, because when we were going to the US when I was like seven or eight years old- I asked my mum one time, like, what do they sound like there? How do they speak? And she was like, well, they speak the same as you do when you're playing make-believe. Oh. So, like, if I was playing pretend with friends, we would speak in American accents. Right, because you would have learned it from TV. Exactly. And, and now I don't speak with an American accent other than water. <laughs> so, I think it's fine. It's fun. I was um, uh, reading with my ears uh, Bill Bryson book at the moment about the summer of 1927. You know there are other authors. I just want to blow your mind for a second that other people write- Mm. Great to disagree. <laughs> but at one point, he's talking about uh, how movies went from silent to talkies. And he was he oh, yeah. basically said, and with that, um, all of a sudden, America basically just quietly took over the world, like culture-wise, because they made, you know, Hollywood movies. All of a sudden, they were all silent, so people would yeah. put their own accents into their head. But all of a sudden, American culture was just spread around the world. Shit. I'm like, that's it's a really interesting way to think about it. Yeah. Because it, like- it's it's yeah we'd consume probably more american than australian absolutely media here yep um and uh yeah it's uh, it's so fun having a bunch of american listeners <laughs> listening mm. to this it's uh it's, it's like bloody bizarro land <laughs> bluey's the same bluey's a big yeah. like one of the big kid shows overseas apparently a- apparently um like people uh, particularly in the states have started like buying bunnings merch Oh, that's funny. Because of Bluey? Yeah, right. Because, yeah, they. Like, they're really into our hardware store Bunnings. That's funny. Because it features in Bluey, which I think is so funny. And, yeah, I've heard they take. There's some American kids are starting to say stuff like Dunny and um, (laughs) different. Probably using thongs in the correct way as in the footwear. That's right. Correct. Not the G bangers. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Nathan ends by saying, and to, answer, and to answer Gary's question, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. <laughs> Whatever makes them laugh. 
Well, until next time, it's bye from me and Gary J. Thank you so much, That's Nathan. That's nice, Nathan. I think, Gary, you, you could be potentially raising a, a world-class actor. Mm. You don't know. And so, great to get them started early on accent work. Yeah. You know, you look at your Margot Robbie's. She's great with an accent. Mm-hmm. And, and she's, I would argue, quite successful. Yeah. So, get them doing accents early. I think that's right. I think, yeah, get them in the Margot Robbie yeah. uh, slipstream. Yep. Um, yeah. You hear Margot Robbie talk out of character. She's like, going to the Dunny, this. Yeah, here you going. Uh, Pozzaroya. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Nathan, Murray, Andy, and Pete. Uh, hopefully, see you all at a live show soon. All from, from Perth. Brisbane, Chicago, and Melbourne. Yeah, all from Perth, Brisbane, Chicago, and Melbourne. That's crazy. Well, if you'd let me finish, <laughs> I was that they're all from a different place. <laughs> yes. Uh, next thing we like to do. Oh, my God. This one's going to go really well. I said 30 to 40 minutes. This one's going to be pushing it. I reckon. Anyway. Hey, so I'm th- having fun. I'm having fun. i got nowhere to be. <laughs> uh, she got her money. I got my rocks off. How good is this? That's, I don't know what that is. That's a uh, Rex Hunt quote that uh, a small percentage of our audience will remember from Get This. It was really weird. He 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 genuinely said that? Yeah, he taught there was he there was some controversy because I think he was married and, and it came out that he was having a relationship with a sex worker. Right. And he was like, you know, I got my rocks off, she got her money. How good is this? <laughs> But yeah, they, no, we understand how it works, Rex. <laughs> Tony Tony Martin played it a lot on right. on Get This, and another one from him was about um, he was talking. He got really rolled up. He did this address to the nation, and he talked about the thugs and the scallop industry, <laughs> and he just played what? Yeah, do funny stuff. What a character! Get this. One of the. I mean, talking about great Australian media. Uh, you can still podcast it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Now we like to uh, shout out to a few of our other great supporters. Uh, you normally come up with a bit of a game based on, has it got to be something like Wasp? You know, their code name? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, I like that. But I don't make me come up with convoluted backstories as to why it's a code name. Okay. Because I'll gonna, get lost in that. Or should I read out the names and you give the code names? I'm going to see want- if there's a code name generator. There's got to be. <laughs> KGB. KGB. Code name generator. Oh my god, I miss generators. Um, let's go on fantasy name generators. Yeah, great. All right. Well, here are nine of the best. Uh, firstly, uh, if I could thank from Eugene, Oregon, Ooh. in the United States. Eugene, another fantastic name. Piper Gallagher. Piper Gallagher, aka Shiny Satin. Oh, that's so good. How good is that? Yeah. Saturn's obviously the best planet. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said Saturn. But this Saturn. Is a, that's even better. I love Saturn. Yep. Um, Piper, because uh, on a recent episode, I let people know, if, if you feel like you should have had a shout out and you've missed it, please DM me on Patreon. Yeah. And a, a bunch of people did, and a lot of them I had just, they'd slipped through the cracks. So, be like Piper, get in contact. Uh, everyone was very apologetic. You don't have to apologise. It's our mistake. And, and also, if it's not a mistake and, and we haven't missed you and you're coming up, that's still okay. It's still okay yeah, to ask. I'll, I'll we'll let, let you know. know. Yeah. 
Um, um, but I'm, ask. I'll, yeah. Give me a few days or sometimes, depending on what I'm up to, I won't be that quick, but sometimes I'll be so quick you're like, Matt, are you all right? Matt, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I've checked the time and it's 3 a.m. in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. What's uh, going on? 100% that I will do that sometimes. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Piper Gallagher, shiny satin. Love shiny that. Saturn. Next up, I'd love to thank from Colorado Springs in, I believe, Colorado in the United States. It's Lisa Olson. Critical maple. Critical maple. Maybe I'll just go, should we go one words? One words. Or are you liking the two? Oh, I think you've got the keys. Okay, great. Because uh, maple could be kind of fun there too, I reckon. This is an automatic car. You can drive it. Oh, um, okay, great. I think maple is fantastic. Maple's good. Let's go with just maple on that okay, one. Okay, great. I like that. It's quite cute too. It's cute and sweet, but it'll kill you. And Le- <laughs> Lisa as well. She got in contact. Uh, just a, a lazy 15 months uh, after that she should have got her shout out to that one. Wow. Lisa. That is patient. She's like, I wasn't going to message, but you said I- Oh, Lisa. Love that from you, Lisa. Very patient of you and so sorry that you slipped through the cracks. It, It's- uh, it, it happens, and we're not entirely sure how sometimes. But yeah, it's just the Patreon system. It it um, it's it's a little clunky. At it's times. a little clunky yeah. for what we need it for. But yeah. uh, you know, it's it caters to a lot of different kinds of things. Yeah. So it can't be perfect for everyone. Um. But yeah, that's why I kind of, in some cases, I'm relying on you to remind me, and I apologise for that. Um. But. That's a, that's a, probably like one percent, ninety nine percent of the people yeah. get read just out. Every now and then we miss some people, so thank you for letting us know. Uh, from Roseville in California, it's Kelly Zacherson. Ooh, Kelly Zacherson, aka Stinger. Oh yes, how good that? Stinger, so good. Because isn't the show Stingers the mm-hmm. the Melbourne uh, cop show that was about undercover cops? Wasn't I it? I think so. I never watched Stingers. With Phelpsy. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Yeah, I don't think I watched Stingers. Did I? Well, What's the one where they um they were Oh, never mind. It was a rescue show. Was it Police Rescue? Probably. With uh, Angel? Was Angel in that? Oh, it was with uh Gary Sweet. Gary Sweet. Yeah, it, that was it. Yeah, Gary Sweet. There was a character called Angel. His as last a, name was Angelopolis. As a kid, again, I didn't realize what a great name Gary Sweet is until right now. I grew up as just a normal name. It's just Gary. It's Gary, Gary Sweet. Sweet. The actor Gary Sweet. But now I'm mind. like, that is one of the most perfect names ever. Gary, Gary Sweet? Sweet. Holy shit. Incredible stuff. And then when he uh, when he released an album uh, covering, including the cover of most people I know think that I'm crazy, I'm like, could this guy get any cooler? You full on swooned. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I had sweet fever. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> next up. I'd love to thank from Empire Bay in New South Wales. Here in Australia, it's Riley Giffen. Riley Giffen's code name is Bagpipe. <laughs> I love it. Singular. How good is that? Yeah, that's great. Bagpipe. Bagpipe. That's another uh, standard skill I don't have. Can't play the bagpipe. Can't play the bagpipe. And we- you don't, I don't know if you know this, Barry. Stuart, that's a Scottish name. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Riley Probably the bagpipe Giffen. Oh, that's so good. Uh, From Cramlington Hmm. in uh, NBL, the the National Basketball League in Great Britain, (laughs) (laughs) it's Maddie Renton. Maddie 
Mustang Renton. Oh, that's really good. West, uh, that is so great. It is funny because we are starting to lose the reason for a code name. <laughs> like, imagine this, like, going, what's your code name? What's your secret code name? Mm. Well, it's my full name with a cool nickname in the in middle. In the middle. And yeah, that good gets, point. puts you right off the scent. Good point. You'll never know that I'm Maddie Renton. I'm not Maddie. Maddie Renton. No, no, no I'm no, not Maddie Renton. I'm, I'm Maddie Mustang <laughs> Renton. Totally different person. Very so different. I can see why you got confused. But- yeah, it happens, but you're wrong. Um, should I thank some people? Oh, yeah, if you want. And um, you want me to come? I'll come up with some. I can- Here, I'll send you the, the code names. I'm just going- What I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, Google um, a random word. I'm going to Google horse. Maybe I'll just keep doing them then. And I'm going to just- <laughs> And I'm just going to look at the page here and I'm just going to, off this about horses page, I'm going to pick out random words. Cool words, okay? But I've just sent you the code names generator no, if you want to use that. I've got some great ones All right. here. Well, sorry to everybody um, coming up. I'd love to thank from Oklahoma City in Oklahoma, would you believe it? Joshua Midgley. Hoof. <laughs> yes. Hoof. Joshua Hoof. No, 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 just Hoof. Just Hoof, sorry. Remember, you just explained why we shouldn't be doing it in that format. Hoof. Hoof. I don't mind Hoof. Yeah. It actually reminds me a bit of like, um, uh, like all of these remind me of uh, code names in uh, uh, like Top Gun. Yeah. You know how just last week I was telling you how much I love Top Gun? Top Gun Maverick specifically. As in last week as in the episode that came out last week we recorded last year or- Oh, no, on Who Knew It? This week, was it? No, it was on a bonus episode. Yes, I remember it It was well. on Phrasing the Bar. That's right. Because that we was didn't recent. want to talk about the movie because it sucked, so we just started talking about other stuff. Anyway. Um, Wait, uh, publicly we always support the Loved the movie. Brendan loved it. It's only, only uh, people who were listening to the bonuses that know. Some of the movies, never him, <laughs> some of the movies aren't that good. Brendan, perfect. Brendan, Movie's always perfect. very bad. Sometimes. Um, more often than not. Unfortunately, yeah, more, more often, often than, than not. not. Buddies, that's all changing. It's all changing. Apparently, we haven't got that far yet. <laughs> We're so close. Uh, thank you to Joshua. I would also love to thank from Provo in Utah. Give me two. Is that the- Utah? Sure. Yeah. How could it not be? I would love to thank Eve Johnson. The veterinarian. Oh, <gasps> that's yeah, good. That is good. <laughs> that sounds like a serial killer name. Like, that's yeah. that's kind of menacing. Yeah, yeah. That same, sounds like the like the- the torturous, torturous for the, you know, like the mafia boss or whatever. I want to ask Send Americans ma- as well. Sorry, I've, I've, I'm off on something here. Yeah, no. I, I only ever really hear Americans refer to veterinarians as veterinarians, whereas in Australia we'd never say the full word. No, it felt weird out of my mouth. I hate it. I would say I'm taking the dog to the vet, yeah. which they must say too. Yeah, now I think about it. But they but use vet a lot over there for army, army vets. Vet, exactly right, which isn't really a and word that, we use. And that must become quite- um, So- Yeah, we'd say veteran. I reckon you would probably say, I'm taking the dog to the vet. But if and somebody says, like, what do you do what? for work? You would say, I'm a veterinarian. Because if you say, I'm a vet, they might think army vet. Please let me know if I'm right there. Uh, and that actually reminds me, Bob, uh, we had a similar thing like this recently <laughs> where we were asking Americans- and you know how well, sometimes we're asking a question and then the answer will come so far later that yeah. we'll forget the context. We have no of idea what they're talking about. Uh, but uh, one of our great patrons, QJK, uh, said, I was just listening to the Nutshell 
studies episode and you all were asking what we dumb Americans call electricians. I work in construction. I don't think we were saying dumb Americans. That's how I replied to him. Haha, <laughs> not dumb Americans. I think just the fact that we call electricians sparkies, which is fantastic. And we thought, do you have, do you shorten it at all? I don't think of Americans as dumb at all. No. I, I love Americans. Not publicly. <laughs> um, well, you've put a little doubt in their mind. What do you mean? Uh, what anyway, I think in my own head. He goes on to say, I work in construction and we do use Sparky, mostly <gasps> guys in the field, but I would say we more commonly say EC, uh, which is electrical contractor. Ah. Uh, I bet non-trades people would say, would just say electrician or the name the, the, the name of the EC they work with. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't need to read this bit out, but I will. Um, also, you guys are super funny. Never change. <laughs> 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 nice to just put in a little bit of praise for ourselves there. Uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, they let us know about vet and veterinarian. Mm. Thank you, and please give context like that person did, because we will forget. Even though we've only recorded this less than a week ago when this comes out, yes. But our brains, nothing stays. Um, so thank you to Eve, the veterinarian. Uh, I would also love to thank from Concord in North Carolina, Courtney. Oh yeah, old Billy. <sighs> Old Billy. Who was a 19th century horse that lived to the age of 62. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if wow. it was born old Billy. Talk about nominative determinism. <laughs> That's amazing. It's funny. Thank this, you, Courtney. This uh, horse Wikipedia page, is, I've, I've got too many options here. I'm loving these. Yeah, you should have gone for the codename generator. No, that's not enough options. <laughs> and finally, I would love to thank from Santa Rosa in California, Tracy Scarf. Blade. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Blade. That rules. That's uh, really great. That's from the sentence, and ligaments that attach the shoulder blade to the torso. Oh, you could have gone for shoulder. Shoulder, but torso. But Blade was a good call. Blade, pretty great. So thank you to Tracy, Courtney, Eve, Joshua, Maddie, Riley, Kelly, Lisa, and Piper. And again, if you if you think if you've been a Patreon for like, what's the what should it be roughly uh, the wait time? At the moment, the wait time's about uh, five months. Oh right, okay. So if you've been a Patreon for longer than that, and you think maybe we've missed you, please get in touch. Um, send send us a uh, DM on Patreon. That's the best place. Um, and Matt will double check it for you. Yeah, it gets like that's the one place that I I can methodically go through them yeah. all. It can get lost in the wash on social media and stuff. Yeah, so send it there. Um, and don't feel like you have to apologise. It's not you. It's us. Yes, and we appreciate you. So sorry this has taken forever. We do have one more thing we need to do. The last thing we like to do is uh, open up the Triptych Club and welcome in a few new inductees. We've got three this week, mm-hmm. which is appropriate for episode 433, is it? Um, and <laughs> uh, Jess, can you explain what what's going on? What is this? Well, the Triptych Club is an exclusive club for people who have supported us at Patreon uh, for three consecutive years. On the shout-out level or above, which yeah. is the ass prod. Yeah. Or above. And when you're in, you're in. You, you're here for life. You're a lifetime member. Uh, Matt's behind the velvet rope. Mm-hmm. He checks your name off the, the door list. That's right. He lifts the rope. He lets you in. I'm behind the bar. Dave's usually booking a band. Well, I'll do that this week. And I'll also uh, be the MC. Okay. Um, you're going to welcome the people in? 
I'm welcome. I'll welcome him in. It's, oh, hang on. No, I got it. You'll welcome him in. You hype him up. I'll hype him up. Mm-hmm. Because um, you're oh, much hang on, better. Or the other way around. All right. And uh, yeah, I have booked a band. Well, not a band. And you'll never believe this. It is sort of coincidental that um, we've got a double header uh, tonight. You won't mm-hmm. believe this. Yeah. Because um, this is pure coincidental. Uh, Dave booked these bands a long, long time ago. Before he disappeared. But it's a, a double header. We have uh, Snow playing his hit song Informer. Oh, and yes. And also ASIO. Yeah. And they're not a well-known band. No, 19 monthly listeners on Spotify. Um, but their name is ASIO. Looks like they have one song. And so I assume they'll be playing that a few times. But I look forward to it. I cannot. I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> Uh, Red Gum have a song called I know, ASIO. I just saw that as well. How about that? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Jess, you, what have you whipped up behind the bar there? Vodka. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Was there, I a, like that was there other of, stuff I was supposed to? Well, I was just wondering what temperature it was at. Uh, it's actually a little too hot. <sighs> I thought it might be nice like a mulled wine type yes. thing because I thought, hey, it's summer here in Australia. Yep. What more do you want on a hot day? <laughs> A hot drink. A hot drink, yeah. So I thought um I thought mulled wine is nice. Maybe vodka could work in that way as well, but I didn't actually add anything to the vodka, I just heated it up. Yeah, mulled vodka. And it's very hot. Oh right. It's quite bad. Okay. Was it well let it cool. I'll try I, I've left it out for about eight hours now and it's somehow getting hotter. What? What have you done? I don't know. It's like a some sort of a, a like a nuclear reactor going off. Honestly, I think I think we might need to do some renos to the kitchen in the trip ditch club because this stove it's it's it, making everything too hot. It's like it's got it goes zero to a hundred. Yeah, and and there's nothing in between. You look stressed. You cannot simmer anything in this kitchen. Are you okay? No, I've got hot vodka everywhere. Oh no, is it burning? <laughs> it's everywhere. Oh my god. What do we do? I don't know. <laughs> we need Dave. We need Dave and a mop. His, His wife. wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So I think that's everything we need to do now. All we have to do is bring him in. So yes. I'll, I'll bring him in. Okay. You hype him up. <laughs> okay. Because you always have a go at I Dave do. for this. And, and so I'm you, regretting it right now. Now you have to show him how incredibly easy this is. So please welcome in to the trip ditch. Club from Round Rock in Texas. It's Melissa Shook. Oh, Melissa Shook me all night long <laughs> and rocked my world. Welcome in, Melissa Shook. Okay, that's that not one bad. was that was that's a lob bad. actually. That one really. It's not bad. Had Shook and Rock in there, but oh, I'm so stoked it was you, Melissa. Where is this place? This I is should exciting. Say Melissa also should have been in the Trip Ditch Club years ago. I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to find where this place is because I think it's Indonesia. Ooh, is it? Yeah. Um from Yeah, okay. It says from Bogor Bo- Bogor Barat in uh in Jawa Barat in Indonesia. It's Riz Azaf. Riz Azaf. We're going to laugh at Azaf oh. uh, when we have the time of our lives. Welcome in, Riz. Oh, that's very You're good. the biz. That's very good. How dare you? <laughs> Dave, never come home. And finally, welcoming into the Trip Ditch Club this week from location unknown, so we can only assume deep within the fortress of the moles, it's Kirsten E. 
Kirsten, eee, I'm so excited <laughs> to see you. Eee. Welcome in, Kirsten. Eee. Well, good stuff. Kirsten, Riz, and Melissa. What a beautiful triptych of triptych inductees. Yeah. We welcome them. We love them. Please have some hot vodka. Have some hot vodka. Take it out of our hands. Please. Please, if you know a way, I know it doesn't freeze. Vodka can't freeze. I didn't realise it could boil. I didn't think it could boil either. I just wanted it to warm, but it is boiling. You assume if it can't freeze, it can't boil. That's what I, I thought safely assumed. I thought it's a metal man. It doesn't, <laughs> it's an average thing. What does it look like? You can't average. Do it. Anyway, I'm in I th- a lot of trouble. I think that we really need to wrap up and see what we can do about we gotta this. We've got to get out of here. Uh, thank you so much. For tuning in. What do we need to tell people before we go? Um, That we love them, that they can suggest a topic. Anybody can. You don't have to be a Patreon. There's a link in the show notes. It's also on our website, which is dogoonpod.com, which is also where you can find information about the other podcasts we do and any live shows coming up Mm. and merch, if merch is available. That changes every now and then. Um, yes. Uh, can we say, I don't know if we say it on pod enough, but uh, thanks so much for maybe the last year or something we've had AJ uh, from Cult Popture mm. editing our shows and he's so lovely to work with. Um, and, yeah. so Yeah. Should, yeah, you're right. I don't think we have really given not, him many yeah. shout outs on the pod. You sh- he's, uh, yeah, he's uh, just, yeah, the best. We're a big fan and he's an important part of our team. Yes, you'd know him from the Barbie episode, but yeah. also, yeah, you can check out his podcast as well. Yeah. Cult Popture. But don't like make him too successful so that he's like, I don't, yes. I, I don't need to do this anymore. Yeah, that because we've actually become quite used to having an. Yeah, editor. we're very dependent on him. We're now. very dependent on AJ. Okay, we can't do this without. I him. won't live without mm. AJ. Okay, that's what Dave said, and AJ had a short <laughs> break, and all of a sudden we don't we've lost Dave. We don't know where he is. No, we do. No, of we course, do. he's at home. Of course, we know where everything's he is. fine with he's Dave. Fine. Don't worry about it. Don't look into it, please. Um, but yes, anybody can suggest a topic. You can find us on social media at Do Go On Pod. And as always, remember to wash your butt. Mm, great advice. Do you want to do what Dave usually does and and, and boot at home? What? Do- yeah, sure. Uh, until next week. Until next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been Do Go On. I'm Dave Warnicky. Goodbye, ladies. <laughs> Nailed it. 